Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevitz. And joining me on the show this evening was my friend, filmmaker Jarvis Grainer. And uh, Jarvis is on the verge of a, you know, a momentous occasion in his life and in his career. His his debut feature film, John 316, is uh, as of December 7th, available North America wide on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, with an eye to and a hope for larger distribution going forward. So um, I, I would say, please go go see this film. Uh, if you have any inclination to support uh, the Alberta film industry or Edmonton talent or local talent, uh, this is one of the best ways to do so. Uh, check out this movie. We'll post a link where you can get it and uh, leave a review. You know, I'm always somewhat leery about talking about a movie with a person who has made that movie because in some sense... You know, the film should speak for itself, but I think we had a, a pretty good discussion, of, you know, a pretty well-rounded, uh, but not too deep of a discussion about the movie and hopefully opened enough doors to interest people in seeing it. You know, it it really asked a lot of big philosophical questions ultimately. So, you know, beyond that, we were able to touch on sort of Jarvis's personality and his style of filmmaking as they are definitely connected. And, uh, you know, it's, it's always great. That's what this podcast is for, is for me to sit down and, and talk with, with, with someone who I, I think there's a mutual admiration and a, a mutual respect there. At least I believe it's mutual. And, uh, and just have an enjoyable time while, while sort of asking some fairly large questions uh, of the man and of his work. So uh, please go see John 316. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, find it on iTunes, leave a review, and then check out this conversation with my friend, the director of that film, Jarvis Grainer. It's uh, great to see you again. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. You were one of the very first guests on the show, and now a year later, you're back, so it's it's good that we're touching base again. Right? Yeah, no, I'm happy to be back. I had a great time last time. It was fun. I'm glad to hear it. And mm-hmm. so, obviously, big things big things for you in the very near future here. Maybe just tell me, John 316, it's going to be publicly available? Yeah, publicly available. Coming out uh, here December 7th. We're really excited. It's going to be uh, it's a long time coming, so we're happy <laughs> totally. to finally get it going. <laughs> How long are we talking? Like, when did you first maybe get attached? Oh, man, I guess, okay, if we're talking, like, from inception of script to final public release date, uh-huh. we're talking five years, probably. Like, wow. we shot this, like, a stretch over, yeah, probably got it started. Like, what we shot it, I guess I was, I was, I guess it would have been, like, 2016, maybe now. Wow. Like, you know, and then, yeah. like, just, you, you take a lot of time in post-production, sure. and, you know, you, just, you know, you, know, you got to get it right. You mm-hmm. know, it's not good, doesn't matter kind of thing. So we always made sure we we really fine-tuned it and polished it. Right. And, you know, when you don't have money, things just take a little bit longer. Right. So um, it took a little bit longer, and then, you know, it's finally got to go through its full festival circuit now. And nice. And it's to the point where we can start re- releasing it publicly. So it's an exciting time. That's what we're doing. You yeah. must be be excited man oh yeah definitely definitely yeah. finally right it's, finally it's it's it's, like, it's exciting to finally get it uh, out there for, for people to see no doubt mm-hmm. so december 7th i want to watch it what am i how am i going to see it well it's going to start on like amazon pl- platforms like amazon okay. itunes uh octane tv and that those stuff like that kind mm-hmm. of uh internet 
provider base and such. And it's going to roll out to bigger and bigger platforms mm -hmm. as we go, as the year goes along. Okay. Um, you know, and like stuff like Amazon Prime, you know, stuff like Netflix, those kind of keep going as we mm -hmm. go. Uh, will come throughout the year. So, nice. But uh, it'll start with just as rentals and buys. You know, mm -hmm. you can kind of, uh, you know, digital copies. You know, there will be uh, physical copies available as well. Um, nice. So, but, uh, you know, the, the idea is to kind of build off the American domestic release and okay. have a really successful international release mm -hmm. you know and that'll come from you know good reviews and you know that kind of thing so sure. we're just trying to make sure that people get a chance to to watch it at home before we send it abroad essentially. Nice. okay so it's is it north america wide right now yeah that'll be okay. the first kind of wave gotcha. of the release mm -hmm. is is just uh domestically america america and canada okay um, and then, yeah, it'll move to, it'll make a European release nice. very early in 2022. Okay. And then, you know, from there, it, there, it kind of, it, it can kind of do a big ripple effect out of that big center. And, um, yeah, it, like, who knows where it'll end up from there. So it'll <laughs> yeah. be, it's kind of, an, it'll be an interesting, um, you yeah. know, to see where it goes from, from that. No doubt to see like where, yeah, see what. What kind of audiences might might be interested in it, mm, right? Right. You know, you know, there's some countries that may not be interested. <laughs> it's like there. you know, it's kind of one of those movies that I'm sure, like, just by its title, mm -hmm. you know, can be like, oh, you know, religious. You know, kind mm -hmm. of. It's not not really even a religious movie. It's a religious movie. It's got context, you know, in yeah. religion, but it's not necessarily about you know. It's not. It's, I wouldn't call it a religious movie no. by any stretch. I don't think. No, I think it it kind of retells the that story, but not specifically. Uh, in a religious way, necessarily, yeah, in a exactly, Christian way, right? In a way that kind of everybody can understand. It's mm -hmm. not. It, I kind of wanted to make sure it was a movie that you know, kind of uh, crossed mm -hmm. borders a little bit. I wanted to make sure that people who were you know maybe uh, hardcore atheists, you know, mm -hmm. as well as like very devoted Christians, can both, mm -hmm. both watch the movie and be like, I get it. Uh, and I think that was a really important goal of the movie. And I think I think that comes through. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to start seeing over a larger scale, you know, mm -hmm. maybe you can kind of connect sides a little bit, bring them a little closer together because nobody ever becomes, you know, they don't switch like that no. necessarily. You know, if it does, it's it's very, you know, happens over, you know, a long period of time. Interesting. But, you know, it kind of, you can get a little closer together and a little bit of understanding, you know, as maybe nice. about the movie was kind of, the idea of making the movie, but doing it in a way that was really entertaining and, you know, funny and, you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, comical <laughs> and satirical, but also very dramatic and serious in, in, in a couple of ways. So, For sure. Yeah. Like, I, so, yeah, like that, <laughs> we'll see what it, over, over a, a big enough audience right on. can do. Well, I watched it last night for the second time. I was there at the premiere. Was that two years ago? <laughs> yeah, we did the cast and crew screening. Right. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then, yeah, yeah, that would have been the, that we shot, the, it was at the Princess Theater. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was right. Good oh, times. Man. <laughs> uh, but I remember watching it at the Princess Theater. Yeah. I remember watching it and being like, you know, it sounds not good enough. It doesn't sound good enough. It doesn't quite look good enough. Hmm. You know, I remember, you know, you don't, you don't know that until you see it on a, okay. on a big screen. That right? is and you're true. Like, and then, All then, the flaws. And then, right then, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's so close to being really good. Mm -hmm. But it, it's not yet, right. you know. And it was like one of those moments that I'm like, I'm gonna have to put more time and resources. Really, into it. Eh? But you know, I, I knew that it would end up being worth it. Just the content was there, and everyone, mm -hmm. you, you know, everybody in theater could see it. But they were like, but you know, they're like, oh, you know, it's really great. I, I was loving the characters, but, but you know, that, oh, it sounded like this. And oh. it's like, and you know, you learn you learn some <laughs> things, you know, when it's your first, you yep. know, first real feature film, you know, directorially. Totally. Um, and you know, you learn some things, and you learn not to cut corners early. Don't cut corners. You know, do things the right yes. way because they cost you a long run. And mm. so, like. 
ultimately, you know, added another three years or two years or whatever it ended up being to right. the timetable, I guess. But, um, uh -huh. you know, time that we needed to spend on it. Right on. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that you watched it that day at the Princess and were like, oh, fuck. This is not, <laughs> this is not done. Yeah, exactly. It's just... You know, I'm sure everyone's seen it for the first time, mm -hmm. you know, watches it with the, you know, it's like, okay, it's, you know, right. I'm sure they give me, you know, like, oh, it's low budget, so we'll give you the benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt. But, you know, ultimately, if it, you know, you don't want anything to sound, sound or look low budget. You need to just, mm -hmm. It just needs to be not distracting, right? That's you know, the it. idea is to not distract from the story, and it was distracting. And I found that I'm like, that's why, like, watching on the big mm -hmm. screen, you're like, and, the, you know, when you see, hear the sound and you hear yeah. it, like, with everyone there, you're like, it, it it needed to. It needed mm. a, a, a shot in the arm a little bit. And, okay. And you know, the time is a resource I had. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing but time. Sometimes. <laughs> um. That's interesting. Now, because I guess one thing you did that was, I guess, in your favor was there's nothing in that movie that like, like you're saying, it doesn't look like you did a low budget version of something. Like everything in that movie plays just perfectly as far as what you had you know what right. i mean yeah like exactly. there's no explosions there's no car chases <laughs> well that was important it's like when you know it's like i knew budgetary limitations you mm -hmm. know right off the get-go so i mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that um you know i didn't plan anything that was too ambitious right mm -hmm. that he couldn't pull off right. Well, it's, right it's key to make it sure that the story was based in character mm -hmm. and not like effects right. or you know over-the-top costumes right. you know like i based it in the 90s you know where mm. you know we have a lot of 90s stuff really really readily available sure for us. so give us a little bit of character but not so much where i could you know we i can't we have to get all 80s clothes for everybody right, or right. All 70s or whatever you know or you know so kind of tried to make decisions on mm -hmm. a practical producing standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, what's going to make sure the movie gets made. Um, but still make sure that things are interesting, you know, and like think they're cool. And if everything, you know, that's coming off is cool and it's coming and it's, it's playing yeah. and it all connects, you know, then, you know, there's no reason that anything has to look low budget, you know, True. as long as you, you don't compromise in a couple, you know, key areas. Right. right? That, and that doesn't necessarily mean you spend money. You just focus on those things. Interesting. Right? So, I guess I didn't pick up that it was set in the 90s, but I saw there was a cell phone that was pretty old school. I was like, oh, it didn't like, you didn't hammer it over the head either. Well, yeah. Well, another thing, reason for setting it in the 90s would be like, I don't know if this story could take place nowadays. Hmm. You know, like I think there's like mental health facilities and how they run them have gotten better, you know, mm. and not that this is like totally out of the, like, it's like completely unrealistic, you know, but there's some, there's some things that are like, mm. um, you know, definitely are fantasyville, you know, like things get out, you know, like it's, yep. it definitely shows two different sides of administration, you know, yeah. it's really the key. It's like, mm. I wanted to show two different styles of mental health care, mm -hmm. uh, you know, provision and, you know, their effects on patients and, you know, the pros and cons of both of them, um, which I think, you know, present day, they've cleaned up a lot of this, you know, we shot sure. it in the Alberta hospital mm -hmm. uh, and we got to, so we got to see an active, you know, hospital, um, you know, and it's definitely a lot more, you know, they definitely have it under control. <laughs> it's definitely not something that could ever, a lot of the, like, you know, some of the things that happen, you know, could, you know, Probably a more realistic in a, in a past time. So okay. we decided to set it in the 90s for Interesting. that reason. And not to, again, like not too far back that we no. can't use anything, but right. far enough back where the, the story is tangible and realistic. That's that's really fascinating. And I guess I did pick up on the way that you sort of had the first administration, like I forget the character, Athena, and then is it Ada was the, or? 
Yeah, so yeah, it started with Athena and Ada Sawyer. That's mm-hmm. right. And then it you know it moves into Chris Stoddard and Dr. Lucas. Right, right, right. And you know two different styles. You know, mm-hmm. kind of the you know like you know let's like our, well, this is what what do we what do you feel about these things? Exactly. You know, very touchy feely. It's like oh you know like that could be how it is. You know, let them let right. you know just let be open minded, right? Mm-hmm. And then like there's the other guys you know who come in after you know something happens and it's like. Okay, this is how things are. Right. Discipline, you know, you guys are get, you know, no more whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like iron fist, right? right you exactly. Know? And pushing the pharmaceuticals. That's right. And then believe in the belief in in the medication, mm-hmm. right? And the other's like believe in therapy, you know, and talking about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And the other side of it is, you know, you yeah, take your medications without, you know, fail. This is what mm-hmm. this is what will save you, not whatever the heck you guys are doing over here and like showing the polar extremes a little right. bit sure you know? yeah but important and i what i couldn't believe was like what you were doing in that film five years ago when you wrote it and shot it and it's almost more relevant today mm-hmm. five years later where it's like are you going to do the work on yourself or are you going to you know you know succumb to the leap to the to the iron fist and take the take the medication you know like it's i think you really hit something almost. You were ahead of the curve in a way there. Oh, yeah, I think so. Totally. Like it, I, I, the world's changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah. in, in the last little bit since we've made this, mm-hmm. even. And you know, maybe it does play in a, a little bit more relevant in, in a world today. You know, maybe, maybe I, I think audiences are a little bit more receptive. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe to the idea of a movie like this. You know, mm-hmm. whereas maybe like five, ten years before this, you know, it might not even have got on screens. It might not even be a release. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's like a straight to. You know, you know, like essentially, like I think that it's maybe a good timing for for yep. a release for like this, even though it took a little while. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, maybe maybe that was worth the wait yeah, then because true. you you got in there. How many, like roughly, how many festivals did this play at? Oh, played a lot of festivals. Nice. I think uh, somewhere like probably over ten, maybe twelve. 15 somewhere 12 and 15 okay uh different festivals all over the world so nice. and won a couple of awards and so like especially and um you know made a couple theatrical screenings you know nice. at, at, on canadian soil too which mm-hmm. was, was a lot of fun as well that's gotta feel great yeah like you oh, gotta yeah. feel like you 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 did it like, in some <laughs> yeah. ways right like, totally well yeah you know the idea is to make this one to make the next one right, right. and you know kind of usher in a way to to take this movie mm-hmm. and, and make it uh, make the next story mm-hmm. because of it, you know, like totally. and, and parlay the success into something, something, something bigger and something mm-hmm. that we can build upon and try and keep climbing that ladder per se, you know, right making on. movies and <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. size budgets and such like that. Absolutely, man. And so was that? Did that end up being part of the sale of John three sixteen? Is there now a second picture in the works, or was this just you sold this and you're you're now back kind of to square one? Well, you know, I think that. I, I would rather. I don't think that this movie was necessarily designed for anything mm-hmm. in a, like a sequel or anything like that. Um, they haven't discussed that. That was never anything, mm-hmm. anything part of that. So I, 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 pref- I think that the idea at this stage of my career to make another movie that's a lot different, right. maybe a little more different, uh, as opposed to going to the well again. For you sure. Know? For and so sure. that that wasn't that wasn't discussed. So that's um, you know pretty good. I, I, ultimately, I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that, this movie is it's it's done. It's finished straight and i'll mm-hmm. be happy to leave it behind <laughs> totally totally <laughs> well okay so that's interesting then i i always think of this quote when kurosawa went to russia to visit andre tarkovsky and they watched a three-hour cut of solaris and kurosawa wanted to ask him all these questions and tarkovsky said why would i talk about the movie <laughs> so how much 
how much do you want to say about this film? Like, this could be a companion piece for people to listen to after or before the movie, or or do you want to let the movie do the talking? Well, I mean, I guess one thing I want to make sure gets out is I want um, to make sure that whatever, whenever you get a chance to watch the movie, to review it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, take the time to review it, good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. that just shows that we need to we we want to portray. Um, we want to roll this, kind of snowball this mm-hmm. into bigger and bigger platforms for more and more audience members. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's going to be a way that, you know, audience members can help and hopefully get behind the movie a little bit mm-hmm. and share the movie with their friends and stuff. And Because I think it does have something to say, you mm-hmm. know. Um, it I really does have, and it, it, it's one of those movies that has a lot of substance, but also a lot of entertainment and yes. it, you know it's not a movie that's going to be a dry indie it's it's an entertaining <laughs> movie that i think keeps you it's it's high paced you know because i'm a high paced individual <laughs> and i don't want to watch movies that are boring and slow i want to watch movies sure. that get to the point get going and get make things happen but everything you're getting is good for you at the same time right you know you're, <laughs> for sure. you're pro- and you're processing you know important moral fiber that i think that you know mm. Uh, can help you make the you know become a better person you know in a, in a way so beautiful um yeah, I think it. I think it's a movie that I poured you know a lot of myself into, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think I can make a, a better movie for the budget that I have. Okay. So I think that I'm excited for people to finally get to see it, and you Absolutely. know, hopefully, maybe we get to you know spotlight the Alberta film industry, you know, in a yep. way that we can build upon here. There you, you go. Know? So beautiful, yeah. man. Well, yeah, definitely. If you're like Amazon, iTunes, wherever you get your movies, go watch this. Leave a review. A good review, but you know, leave an honest review. Leave <laughs> honest a long review. review right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's the thing. Is like, it, it, there's a movie. Everyone's gonna have a different reaction to this movie. I think everybody mm-hmm. even watches this movie differently based mm-hmm. on your upbringing. Because one thing I want to maybe ask you, it's like, mm-hmm. well, who is, who do you think John is at the end of the movie? Right. You know, and it's like, oh, there's a lot of. It was a couple. I get a couple different answers when I'd ask people. It's like mm-hmm. some people is like, oh, well, he's a deity you know or he's a crazy person mm-hmm. or is he you know oh he's just you know he was just a good leader or he was this you know it was like no I, I've had a lot various different answers to who John mm-hmm. is at the end of the movie and I think it's just based on you know how you were brought up and and it is and it, what it does is it, it talks about a conversation because it's like yes. okay they start talking about the miracles that happen mm-hmm. you know like so he starts to perform miracles and like but you know they they like they get harder and harder to explain as the movie goes on, mm-hmm. and then the lat, and then there's a one that kind of happens, and you're like, "Well, I don't know, you know, maybe that could have that could have been this, could have been this," mm-hmm. and like they're very different reactions to that mm-hmm. situation, and basically, like how you watch the movie, I think is based is definitely different person to person. Yeah. So yeah, I guess to me, it you did the movie do, accomplishes such a great thing, and it's it does the same thing that. Everybody has to do if they are religious. It's like, do you make that leap of faith into just believing mm-hmm. in in God? Just essentially, faith. it's like you have to have faith. Do you right. have faith? And then you you know Bentley, he mm-hmm. does he have faith? And mm-hmm. that is how he bases his whole and he becomes a better person because he has faith. Right. And if it's, if this is helping the people, does it even matter if he's a re- he's really doing these things? You mm-hmm. know, like if this is a thing, if does it even matter if if, if this is helping these guys mm-hmm. have hope and a future and mm-hmm. purpose you know is it good for them even if it didn't happen and that's the kind of the line you have to you have to kind of think mm-hmm. about is because like it's something you have to expect yeah have, have to you didn't see any of these things happen right we never saw you mm. know if you go like i may yeah maybe i won't go too far yeah maybe I, I won't go too far wanna... i'll let the movie kind of play and right. kind of people see what they think and that's for why sure. that's why i want people to review it and, absolutely and that'll help us you know um you know 
pick the next audience and mm-hmm. expand the audience and hopefully make it something that everyone gets to and wants to see. Beautiful. Yeah, that's that's exactly. I'll just to hammer it home is like to me the movie asks you to make the leap of faith and it's like do you make it or not? Do you... And you just do it in that amount of time, right? You yeah, know, exactly. It's... You have to kind of decide. Do you mm-hmm. do you believe? Right. And like it's kind of uh, <laughs> that answer is going to be different to everybody. So right yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to maybe just cherry pick a few things from the movie just as points of interest for me. I think first things first, maybe let's talk about location. There's maybe kind of three major locations or, or how do you how did you break that up? Yeah, so I guess a, the majority of the movie is shot in the Alberta Hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's just it's in Edmonton, uh, just uh, just close to the like northeast and right. almost out to Fort Saskatchewan okay. area. And then a lot of the movie uh, the, another part of the movie is shot in Alberta Beach. Right. So we shot it go to Loch Saint Anne and mm-hmm. shot on and kind of around, you know, that town, which was kind mm-hmm. of fun as well. Yeah. So yeah, and like I guess um, yeah, that would be the main location. A bit, of, a bit in Strathcona County as well. Which oh, is. so I okay. guess there would be three main kind of locations. Cool. Was there? Was it important to you to have that lake? Because like you open on the water, there's that drone flying across the water. Like was that part of the the universe you were trying to build, or was that just? There were yeah exactly. I wanted something that made the town just stand out a mm-hmm. little bit lo- more. For you sure. know, it's just like yeah, Alberta's got a lot of beautiful different little mm-hmm. towns, and I wanted like you know it's got a, Alberta Beach. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's this nice little piece of Alberta. It's got a lot of character. You know, the town's got character. Mm-hmm. You know, the beach has got character. The lake's got character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this beautiful little location. I'm like, you know, let's use what we have here in Alberta. Um, and that's unique. You know, there's not a lot of places like that around yeah. here. Maybe mm-hmm. like beach towns, you but, know, you true, know, right? Yeah. Beach towns <laughs> yeah. in Alberta, you don't think necessarily that no. exists, but it does. And, you know, it's a beautiful little spot and it's a great place to start the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, I wanted to make sure it felt like it's kind of... Uh, out there a little bit, but mm-hmm. not too far out there where they couldn't, you know, send a patient to the really dangerous patients, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, a more secure facility. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure, you know, the location was kind of intermediate, you know. Okay. And the far, it has to be north, you know, with the, you know, the, you see the northern lights a couple yep. of times, so it has to be far enough north, you know, the mm-hmm. movie's called Northern, you know, the hospital's called Northern Hope. Right. Um, and so that kind of just, it, it definitely fit, you know, what the story was trying to tell, and I thought cool. uh, it ended up being a really good option. I, I think at first we were just going to, when we were first making it, when we first had the script, we were just looking at small towns mm-hmm. just around. Um, I think we had a connection in Alberta Beach too. Oh, okay. I think uh, Michael Charnay had mm. friends in in um, that area. He was our location manager. Okay. And he, um, yeah, we in one of the shots actually. I think the the, the, the town mayor is in oh, really? one of the shots. Nice. Yeah, if you look. He, nice. he, he, yeah, so it's like he, that was part of the. It was just kind of a, it was an interesting thing because like we were like marching around like a naked <laughs> guy and stuff. You know, which like, <laughs> yeah. like, you'll see yeah, like, oh, right yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing you see is. is big big old butt you know right away so but that was funny to walk him around yeah. you know th- that town so they were great to let us do that and so it was kind of a bad there was a little bit of mm-hmm. a you know a, a convenience factor uh mixed in but the, the town had a lot of characters so totally. I think it was definitely a good match it added a lot man it just mm-hmm. it, rather than just like bald prairies it was like oh okay we're on the a lake a little we're... bit of rain you know too yes, yeah. which you know came a little bit you know well yeah and i when i think about the town of alberta beach i think about that scene with with uh, abby and craig her her estranged husband in the coffee shop where it's raining outside right, 
I mean, that, I mean, you must have felt good about that scene. Oh, yeah, but that was one of the ones that sounded terrible, you know, because the rain starts and stops. And, you, know, right. you know, it ends up playing as a character, which is nice. Oh, I think okay. ultimately, you know, the, time, the extra time we spent, you know, the sound design and mm-hmm. stuff, and, you know, making sure that, it, it, you know, it sound right, that was one of the scenes that needed to be fixed. And, like, mm. it became, I think, a strength. You know, like I say, I'm happy with it. Yeah, now I'm happy with right. it. But that <laughs> took a little while. And, you know, now it's, it's it, we, we turned it around and, and used it as a, as a plus mm-hmm. uh, because that scene, that, that's specific scene we lost a whole role uh when we were shooting like we ended up going through it we were shooting half the half the scene and it was cold it's miserable and halfway through we we get through one blocking we go to the other side Mm -hmm. and one of the roles accidentally you know we have you know sometimes you know like things happen you know like uh and a role got deleted, and so we have no footage. And we were already two hours behind, and we're in the middle of our like our two, like a couple of days at Alberta Beach. We don't really have like right. much of a safety day out there. We're gonna have to come back otherwise. And this Jason is Terry, who's in that movie from Calgary. Oh man, uh, it's like it's it's gonna be a whole thing. And right. I can't get this done, and we're you know. So I ended up kind of having to speed. We had to kind of just you know. To do what we can to make that scene, you know, work, work yeah. you know, and it definitely has a different feel than it all does. the other scenes. It does. And me, like, it still sticks out in my mind well, even it's, now. It, yeah, exactly. It's, I think we, it works because it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, if every if I shot every movie scene in that movie like right. that, right? Yeah, if every movie, every scene like that was shot and ended up like that, it, yep. it would be a weird movie. Right, but because it's the only one of them, mm-hmm. I can live with it. I mm-hmm. think you know, and like maybe it's not it's not exactly what I had in mind, but I think it plays you know, well, because of, you know, what we still had and how we were able to edit it. And, you know, of mm-hmm. course, the sound design that went with it. Cool. So um, definitely tricky, that scene. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that it, you know, it plays well now. Totally does. Mm-hmm. And I I could hear you in the editing room telling him, like, you know, how your, your thing is just like, once you've got the info from this scene, move on. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that scene just fucking moves. But it's also, it's, it's the way an estranged couple probably would have a meeting. It's just... One thing I really wanted to make sure, like one thing we did is we shot it um, intentionally. So we got some, like some, we still got to use a lot of stuff we wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we shot him very off balance in the frame. Yeah. You know, it feels weird. You mm-hmm. know, and you're like, why is he in that frame of the frame? You also notice that we shoot his father like that too, and they, that's different type mm-hmm. of perspectives. They're kind of bullheaded. They're a little forward thinking totally. people, and we shoot that kind of in a weird way. That if we shot the whole movie like that, it would have been really weird mm-hmm. uh, to watch. But for one move, for one scene, you're like, okay, that was different. That actually kind of worked. You know, I don't go back to the well anymore. You know, I didn't have any other situations like that. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to quite get as creative. I just had to get creative in a scene right. to, to make it work. And, um, you know, uh, because it's a one-off, I think it works. Yeah, <laughs> totally it did, man. Yeah. And so that then would lead me, like, tell me a bit about uh, about Afton Rents, the actress. I guess the lead for, the, for all intents and purposes. What... I mean, you couldn't have been more pleased with with getting her and, and her performance. I think. Oh, she was wonderful. Yeah, she was. I think even when we were like writing it down with Brandon, mm-hmm. um, we were thinking about Afton as okay. the lead. I think we we went through and cast. We still cast it. Like mm-hmm. we went and did search just just to make sure, you know. But mm-hmm. we, you know, she she still was the girl at the end of it mm. that we wanted to do it. And she did a great job. You know, I think, uh, really playing very vulnerable yeah. kind of role. Um, and you know, somebody who I think, you know, 
you could see really good on-screen chemistry with Griffin. Definitely. You know, I thought that was a really thing, good thing that worked out. You know, that the, the relationship between them is very interesting, you know, dynamic uh-huh. and a little bit unique. It's not your typical, you know, look, you know, it's like not. lovey-dovey love story. It's no. kind of different, you know, like and, and in a way that, you know, maybe is a little bit something that, you know, people can, you know, relate to. You know, I mm-hmm. think a lot of people can relate to that kind of, you know situation it, that they have right it, well yeah it becomes physical pretty fast right mm-hmm. and i was yeah, thinking maybe, yeah i was just gonna say I, I could you say that Knighton, the character uses alcohol to to sort of lubricate abby a little bit or oh. or or did abby maybe need to loosen up to begin with you know well Knighton is a good interesting person because you either love or you hate Knight right. watching this you'll right. be like he's you're like ah oh, he's so funny you know like or you know that guy's a dick you know right. like, like you know you're gonna think that either one way or the other mm-hmm. and you know it's a very strong he's a very strong character but yeah I think at first you know it, it's not a very you know healthy relationship that right. they start into you know mm-hmm. in any stretch of form and I don't think Knight is even really you know he's he's not really. Um, He's, I don't think he's ready for that, you know, yet, you know, no. but, you know, as things go on, mm-hmm. you know, I think he changes, you know, a little bit okay. and, and he kind of grows and develops. And by the end where, you know, like when he finally gets in, you know, when something, you know, like when he finally starts to have, you know, maybe real feelings, you know, mm-hmm. so everything's pulled away and it's like, right. what, ha- you know, and then, then what happens? And, and then you find, and then there, that, that's a, that does something happen, you know? And right. But maybe that shows a lot about him as well. You know, mm-hmm. he got scared, I think, as well. And so he's kind yeah. of, I think mm-hmm. he gets, he's, he's, um, yeah, I don't want to say too much, you know. I know we, <laughs> like don't, I, we don't want to give. I still want to make sure people watch the movie. Yeah, it, he's right. a character that's very. I think he's he's entertaining for sure. Nobody, yeah, there's no doubt. That. He's a lovable character. I wanted to make sure when we casted that character that mm. he was like, you, you had to love him no matter what he was doing, you know. <laughs> and I think Griffin did a great job. He did, man. He, he really he brings a, little, a lot of physical humor, but also a lot of the you know the facial expressions and the, you know, he just he. He really did it, man. I, I couldn't decide how to feel about him. I really couldn't. I don't think I love that character, but I, I love the way. <laughs> See, he, you're on the yeah. one side, right? Where you're like, that guy, you know, he's not, you know, yeah. You think one way or the other about the guy. Totally. Sure. I wanted to just, we should, I think if we could just give a, a nod to, to Chase and to, I guess, Tamu as the gaffer. Like, this mm-hmm. thing looks really nice pretty much throughout. Like, there's, I never looked at someone and was like, ooh. Yeah. Or they missed it there. Like, it was, it was very solid. Um, visually yeah well that definitely had to you know it was definitely something we couldn't compromise on mm-hmm. you know the look of the movie and you know the, you know uh, despite kind of being under resourced you know and mm-hmm. you know, undermanned you know chase did a really good job you right. know get, making sure that uh, you know the story was captured in a way that was appropriate for mm-hmm. sure so yeah what was your relationship with him as far as like pre-production and visual and bringing this film to life visually like what was the was there much of that or do you kind of just let him trust him and let him definitely a few definitely a few meetings we were on we definitely talked a lot about how we wanted the movie to feel mm-hmm. you know how the movie you know how it kind of how it changes as mm-hmm. the movie goes on too like you'll notice like when John is there. It's very warm, mm-hmm. and then, or more than that, when it's um, the administration's change. Sure, I guess it's gotcha. a big changing point. You know, so the colors get a lot colder, and things are shot in a way that makes you feel a little more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, you know, when they come back, you know, it gets back to warm again. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, or whatever. Like yeah, it's sure. it's one of those things. that's like we played with color a mm-hmm. lot as well. Um, 
And, you know, Tamu, yeah, like the very talented TE guys, you mm-hmm. know, working on the team, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Grip and Gaff, you know, I think he assembled a, a very good team despite, you know, not having a ton of resources. And right. that just kind of is a tribute to Edmonton uh, yep. film, you know, a little bit that <laughs> there are really talented guys here, you know, capable of doing, you know, Hollywood quality stuff, as you can now see, Absolutely. you know, and we, and we can do it for, for, for way less than you can, you could do it just about anywhere else. So we have advantages here. Yes. And one of them is talent. You know, and so uh, this is a movie that I think really shows that off and gets a mm-hmm. chance to really show it's like what a, all Edmonton, you know, mm-hmm. all Albertan movie can do, you know, because mm-hmm. it's all Burton cast and crew all the way through, you know, nice. and so it's, it's, it's a real true kind of, you know, appropriation of what you could expect, you know, making a movie here with us. Remember this 29 minutes. I want to use that as the kind of the lead clip. <laughs> I got to tell somebody. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that there's also a nice blend of camera movement you know there's there's a little bit of dolly there's a little bit of jib a little bit of handheld fair bit of sticks like just i don't know but that's something that i pick up on but it just it really felt man i i want to say the wrong thing here but i want to make sure i say i don't know what i expected because i'd seen it and i'd totally forgotten the movie completely i thought i was like fuck this is great like it's just tight production wise it was tight like it didn't Nothing stunk. Like well, nothing stuck out. Well, that, that's interesting you mentioned that. It's like we were very intentional about mm-hmm. how we were moving the camera because like there's a lot of hand... It kind of depends on what the characters are feeling, right? Mm-hmm. You'll notice like the, the some of the some scenes with Sawyer uh, or um, Stodder where, you mm-hmm. know, we start really stable and, you know, he gets starts to get agitated mm-hmm. and Sam starts to shake, you know, becomes handheld, you know, and mm-hmm. then it starts to get a little tighter, you know. Right. It, it becomes a little bit more shaky, you know. We were, we were trying to use kind of different elements of camera movement to, to amplify, you know, mm. kind of some of the responses that you're supposed to be getting uh, nice. in these in these moments. So um, Chase was really good about, you know, playing with me about that, you know, like, hey, like, let's, tr-. and we, and, you know, we do a lot of experimenting, you know, mm. we put them on rollerblades, you know, nice. and, like, we do a lot of montage, she's on rollerblades, you nice. know, we're doing a lot of experimenting on, you know, having a, you know, a big job, you know, big jib, you know, when mm-hmm. we do those, it's stuff in the grass, you know, where we kind of, we need bike, bike tires, you know, right. on your jibs, you know, like, you know, Chase had all the gear, you know, to to make it happen. Yeah. You know, he has everything. He has everything in his trailer that, in that <laughs> ambulance, all the toys, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. to to make it happen. Yeah. So, you know, he, he definitely um, was good collaboration, mm-hmm. and I think uh, you know turned out to turned out really really well. Right on. Yeah, that's definitely got to give a nod to Chase and Edmonton Production Rentals. Like, if you were to come to Edmonton and wanted to do something, I mean, those guys really truly have everything. Mm-hmm. right like <laughs> yeah it's true right it would be a part of the t- you know he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a he's a big part of the team when mm-hmm. uh when you you work with with chase epl edmonton production rental yes yeah epr epr yeah <laughs> for sure no that's that's awesome dude i i um i did notice some of that stuff with the color and but it was so subtle i was like mm-hmm. oh this scene is cool like cool color wise but it wasn't like you hammered it wasn't like you just blew the whole thing right it that's was just true. like it was subtle yeah exactly you know and like i think there was like um there was a, a couple rounds of color uh, uh, after that screening oh. in, at the princess too, okay where you know at the screening i was just like you know maybe i went too far with things you know hmm. i remember you know just like you know like we made like made some decisions in the color room that you know when you play them on the big screen you know didn't quite play mm-hmm. and so we went right back to the, the square one on color wow again. 
and <laughs> we so we, we and we ended up going through it a couple times actually that was just it took, it took us as long as sound they were going the thing is like we were gonna have to wait for one or the other we had sound right. going we were going sound post and color post uh, and, and like vfx pokes all at the same time and they were all taking equally as long and so like really <laughs> you know we were gonna be waiting that long no matter what so you right. know like it's a good thing we had had those three three, three lines running a bit no doubt um but uh, you know, we finally got it, and Latif did a, ended up kind of being the fin finishing colorist, and, and he did a really good job. He sure did. Uh, we worked with him with a movie we did called uh, "What We Don't Say" that I produced, and right. he um, he was the cinematographer for that, and he did. I think he did a really good job, um, you know, making that sure the colors, you know, didn't go too far, but mm -hmm. still, you know, enhanced the image, you know, and enhanced the feeling and mm -hmm. enhanced all that stuff. Uh, and then yeah, the final results was I was really happy with, and especially because there's some footage in that movie that wasn't you know red. We shot a lot of it on on. on on the red but okay um uh we were i guess it would be the red weapon i guess with a dragon sensor is what we shot it on mm -hmm. and we shot some shots you know because like we had to come back and do a couple inserts you know at oh. the end you know one thing or the other thing it was like you know there's some pieces that are missing here okay too. and uh, you know, kind of took some of the feelings off, you know, what I'm calling test screening, I guess. Okay. You know, it's a premiere, I guess, but it was, it was a more, it ended up being more of a test screening at the end. <laughs> um, it, yeah, just to kind of, um, you know, make sure that, you know, we did everything right. It, yeah. it really was the key. So, you know, extra time was worth it. And you know, <laughs> now we're happy that it's all finished. No doubt. Yeah. So is the rule there that you, like you didn't charge for that screening. So then it didn't count as a premiere. Yeah. You don't, if, if it's just, a, yeah, if you don't, charge anybody yeah if it's not commercially exhibited i think is sure. the term so the key was just like yeah we're just for, you know, i paid for the theater rented the theater right. which is like at the time was like you know 500 bucks or something like yeah that. it wasn't that much you know mm -hmm. and yeah just kind of have cover have cover everybody come in and mm -hmm. have a good time and you know you know the key, key was like the cast and the crew you know worked for way less than they you know deserve you know right. like how how hard they worked you know underpaid for sure you know and yeah. appreciate them for, for everything mm -hmm. they did you know to help make the movie come to life and you know they deserve to have a night like that where you know they get to kind of enjoy it you know yeah. uh, a little bit and because like you know it, it, covid kind of stifled a few of you know what could have been you know mm -hmm. a few like you know when we got to go we went to Inter Empton international film festival you know it was you know that was cool but like we were only allowed to have you know maybe oh. ten, like 20 percent capacity and that so sucks. like when it's like that it ends up being the cast and crew anyway right. you know right. so like it's like not a lot of people got to see it you know yeah. like that you know mm -hmm. necessarily and like and then like a lot of festivals turned online so right you know some of the people you know I, i'm excited for this you know as well so mm -hmm. that you know we can start getting a bit of a response from it um so that the cast and crew can have a bit of payoff because like there's some really great performances cast wise that mm -hmm. i'm hoping yes. you know you know accelerate their careers you know mm -hmm. like i think ramon joshi you know did a really good job you know bentley you mm -hmm. know i i, I could list you know i guess like a, a bunch of people who i hope you know have the skill you know definitely have the albertan yep. you know acting chops you know to mm -hmm. to perform at that level and this movie definitely shows that and like you know you got skylar who's already skylar radzian who's already right. on a bunch of shows now wow. um, you know um like i know she's in supernatural mm. and uh the hundred and a couple other shows so she's already progressing really mm. really well and like um, you know, I think it's the start of a lot of good things for those guys, yeah. you know, as well, you know, so the sooner we could get, finally get this out there, you know, hopefully, you know, they can use it as well to, to, to further their careers. Right on, right on. Cause it's such a collaborative project. Everybody should get something from it mm -hmm. in the end. Um, yeah, that's, if you do watch it, you got to take, take that in mind. It's all Albertan cast and crew. Like this is watch it and you, it's almost, you might be surprised almost by that. You know, the yeah, quality. I'm of, yeah, I'm hoping it feels like you could just, like, it's just a movie shot somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. like, shot anywhere. You right. know, I, I don't think, 
that's the thing is when it's like, oh, that's a Canadian film. It's like it's right. It, like I, I don't want that to be ever. That shouldn't be a negative connotation. Anything, <laughs> sure. Right? It's, yeah. It's, it, it's just be a film, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, and that, that can play anywhere. And I, yep. and I hope that this is kind of proof that Alberta can make that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I had some there and then I lost it. Um, <laughs> I guess you you brought up Raymond. Oh, what I was gonna say was. I didn't really wake up to the story and the plot until about halfway through because I was so obsessed with trying to figure out how you guys were blocking, shooting, editing, coloring, performances. Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know that guy. So I almost need to watch it again now for the as the spectator, but that's hard. Well, I was, I'm glad that you want to watch it again. That's the like, <laughs> yeah. like, I want to make movies that people want to watch more than one time. Yeah. I hope it's like it's something. It's definitely a movie that you'll watch once, and then I, I put a lot of like little stuff in there that hopefully you pick up on the second time. Okay. Through that you're sure. like, oh, you know, now that I know this, mm-hmm. that becomes more meaningful, right? You know. So I think it's a movie that you can appreciate, watch, have a two two watches. Yeah. Uh, and still be able to take some things from, and, and still be entertained by it because it's two different watches. Once you know, once you know the ending. Totally. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I have a link to watch it for free, so I <laughs> you're gonna have that for a couple more days. Oh no, it's gonna be gone. Okay, you're gonna have to buy it. Like, oh. Well, I will. I will. I will. I was gonna. I was gonna say too. Um, oh, I keep losing my train of thought because there's so many places I want to go with it. Um, really refreshing to see my old friend uh, Cassia Britan in there as the nurse. Oh yeah. Um, um, because actually, tomorrow is the five year anniversary of the screening of Driftwood at. At the, at the Garno. So. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, uh, I was there for that. Was you were there, and I, I appreciate there. you coming okay, yeah. out. Yeah. Anyway, just an, as, yeah. just an aside. But <laughs> Cassie ended up being like, oh, so she was involved in casting too. She was a casting okay. coordinator. So it was kind of, she ended up helping in a couple of ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I, um, I guess I, I, you brought up Ramon and, and the Bentley character. And then, because uh, he was the most, I guess, hammy or the most, um, he really played it up that he was mentally ill. We well, get that. One thing you see about he's probably the most ill person at the hospital. Right. That you was know, one thing. And like he is the one person that, you know, at the beginning you're like, that guy could be dangerous, mm. you know, out of everybody. And you'll, you'll notice he makes kind of like some of the biggest transformations in the whole movie. And I think that like mm-hmm. he is kind of a catalyst to what faith can do. You know, he's mm. the kind of the poster boy about it, right? Sure. You know, really. He's kind, he's kind of like... When you think about humanity, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like we're 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 all you know mental patients in our house <laughs> to some degree, right? For and sure. like he's the epitome of it, and so we can kind of relate with a guy who you know thinks with his heart, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe heals with his heart, you know, like mm-hmm. and to, to see his progression throughout the movie, I think he's a he's, he's a, it's a very cool progression to watch, mm-hmm. um, which I think he does a really good job playing, and I think you know, sure, uh, like I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did a really good job. I think. Okay, yeah. I appreciate you saying that because I wasn't sure. Like, have you heard? Have you had any negative feedback as far as like having someone portray mental illness like this? Like, was this, or do you feel like what was in the film is accurate to how it is? In some, you know. Yeah. Okay. So it's definitely they're they're um, it, it, yeah. Okay, that's a, that's an interesting question because it's like one of those things where. Uh, it's I, I go with crazy a lot. Like I, I just kind of type it into like, oh, we're crazy, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't go into a lot of specifics about diagnoses or anything. Right. I don't want to pretend like I'm an expert. <laughs> okay. You know, and that's why another reason I don't have John talking either. You know, it's like I didn't want to just become like I'm preaching. You know, right. or I want I know anything about mental health or I know anything about this. I just wanted to make entertaining characters. You know, mm-hmm. that people 
really enjoyed, you know, that hmm. maybe are a little larger than life, you know? Sure. I think my style is a little bit more hyper-reality, <laughs> okay. right? Where it's a little bit more than life, you know, where mm. they're a little bit better. That's why I think people want to watch movies. They want to watch things that are a little bit better than what their, you know, their real lives are, right? Right. And so, like, I wanted to make sure the characters, you know, were all very, very different, mm-hmm. you know, like... They are all different ethnicities and different, you know, mannerisms. They're definitely all different types of right. um, mental disorders. You sure. Know? Like there's anorexia for sure. You know, there's mm-hmm. all the, you know, there's schizophrenia. There's these these, these people are all very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at first, you know, they're all separated. You know, like they're all very they're they're specific. They like polar extremes in mm. maybe their specific illnesses. And like I'm not trying to die. I don't say anything like about what their illnesses are. I'm just like these guys have problems. And what the following of John brings mm. them together. Mm. And no matter what their illness was, they all got a little bit better, you know, by following and being with John. Right. You know, John's messages or whatever that we never mm-hmm. see, you know, necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, we, um, we, we, all we get to see is the aftermath, mm-hmm. you know, is how mm-hmm. they're feeling after. You know, maybe it's a bit of a little bit of a high that they're getting, you know, but, sure. you know, is that shaping their behavior you know you'll see somebody who's a kleptomaniac you know right who, yeah you know she comes up and eventually you know she, she's she's she doesn't steal anymore because john says it's bad to steal you know or whatever mm-hmm. right? right you know whatever she's saying mm-hmm. you know she changes for the better whether this mm-hmm. guy is a deity or not you know kind of thing and okay so okay i wanted to make sure that yeah these characters are definitely not like dead like their their cases are definitely unique yes you know and they're purposely unique that like and we don't necessarily diagnose them you know like 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 we know much about the interesting case, right so i wanted it to play it's like oh you know this is a kind of a commentary on mental health not necessarily like a know-it-all tell it you know mm. let me let me show you you know how smart about we are about mental health <laughs> sure kind of thing right and i think it plays a little like that's why i wanted to play light-hearted with maybe some serious subject material right on well i think you got that i think it does play i think you did it as right as you could have i think in some circles on some corners of twitter maybe in some discussions this still might be too far to to have regular mentally stable actors play mentally ill people i didn't personally have an issue with that i I guess but Ramon's character bentley it just struck me as like wow he's really going out on a limb here to (laughs) show a what is a reality for some people, but I guess, but then you said it yourself too, is like, we are all mental patients in some mm-hmm. way. Right. So if this is a retelling of like the Christ myth, you know, he's coming back to a, a land where people need that salvation. Right. So is the psychiatric hospital kind of a, is it metaphorical in that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely metaphorical in that way. It's like, I wanted to make sure it's, yeah, it felt like this is, we all, we all like to consider we're either, we're either, you know, doctors or patients, but none of us really know what's happening. You know, it's yeah. kind of, one thing I like <laughs> to right. see is like the person you think is the craziest person, you know, mm-hmm. in the movie, you know, Brenton, you know, which you, you, he, you like, oh, it's like, I talked to, I talked to Powerline. Oh, well, right, right, you know, right, like, right. Well, he ends up being the only one that actually maybe knows, you know, like, you know, kind of, you're like, wow, that's <laughs> sure. like, it's kind of like all these other people are just think that, you know, it's like we all have to understand that we're all going off the same amount of real knowledge you know about this subject it's it's, it's mm-hmm. not it's, it's above our, our our pay grade you know to, mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. knowledge of, of the divine like that right and we all have to accept that we're all confused you know right and we're all no nobody really knows and we all have to accept that we all are gonna have different views and hopefully people can understand other people's point of views through the telling of this story mm. a little bit right so like 
yeah, I wanted to make sure it felt like the mental hospital felt like this is the universe that we live in. This mm -hmm. is our ability to comprehend things. You mm -hmm. either think you're, a t you're, you either think you are, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, an administrator. Like you know, Afton. You know, mm -hmm. like one thing. Well, Stoddard especially. It's like at the mm -hmm. end, it's like Stoddard is like. He, he might be the craziest person at the hospital, you know, when you find out, it's you know, possible. like he might have, she should have been locked up with these guys all along and he was the head of the hospital. Right. You know, that's one thing that you're like, it, like, it's kind of like, I wanted to make sure that's like, even though this guy looks like the smartest person around, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean, right. you know, he doesn't, isn't confused and doesn't need help, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, should be, you know, maybe monitored a little, a little bit more. <laughs> cool. yeah, he should have right? been, yeah. Um, but, but the other side of that coin, you know, it's like, like Afton, you know, Ab Abby's character, you mm -hmm. know, she kind of is like the whole time is like she's resisting, yes. you know, John and that all this, you know, that she could need help, you know, mm -hmm. right? And that John could help her in mm -hmm. any way, right? And, um, you know, this kind of balance that we just, nobody knows and we have mm -hmm. to accept that and it helps us, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to understand that nobody quite knows and, and we can all have common ground there, I guess. Totally. I like what you said there, man. Like we're all working off the same amount of real knowledge about the divine. I'd say even I take it a step further where it's like, we're really, we really don't have much knowledge of anything. Truly. We think we do, but the guy who talks to power lines is, is not really that like, he's just devised. Like what a if way. that was how it is, right? What well, if right, God is right. electricity? You know, what if he, that's how it is, you know, like, well, how do we know? Right. Right. And like, like, I know I wanted to make sure that kind of, you're like, you watch the one movie, what part where Griffin and Afton are drunk, mm -hmm. right. Watching the night sky. Right. Right. And like they're drunk and they're talking about like, Oh God, you know, like, I want to make sure that ha that movie, that kind of like a little bit of a pedestal moment, you know, happened on a kind of a, mm -hmm you know, drunk moment. So I didn't take it and take too seriously as well, but it also made a good point. It's like, we don't really know anything. And if, if, if you, if you think you do, you don't, you know, mm -hmm. the more, you know, the less you really know, right. You know, <laughs> the more, the more, you know, you think the more, you know, you don't know, I think is there you go. Is, right? I'll take that. <laughs> and to just kind of accept that kind of helps you. And, yes. Um, I think that, um, you know, doesn't mean having faith is, but I think having faith is still really important, mm -hmm. you know, and, how you deal with, you know, that aspect of life, you know, tells you a lot of you about, about how you are as a person hmm. um, and how you heal and how you get better hmm. and how you perceive life, you know, and how you want to live your life, you totally. know, and I think it's individualized, you know, it should be individualized, you know, where people can do what works for them, right? Yeah. And, and um, hopefully this is a movie that kind of can start conversations in, in, a, in those kind of ways. Have you, have you had thoughts to how that, how you, like, you just put the movie out there and let people watch it or... Have you thought about maybe doing anything further to 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 take that subject matter and put it more to the forefront? Like this is a it's huge questions that you're asking with this movie. But do you want to just let the movie do it or? Yeah, because like like I know that like the question I'm going to get asked a lot is like what do who do I think John is? Who right. is like is like and that's not the question I want the audience to be asking. I want the, I want there's like who mm. is John? Who does who do they think John is? Right, and who's who does you think John is? And then let's talk about why we think that, mm -hmm. you know, you and go. like, cause like, it's probably going to be different, you know, very likely in some, there's going to be certain pieces of evidence that are given throughout the movie that you have to kind of piece together and be like, I buy that. I don't buy that, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, that, you know, how far down the, how far of a leap of faith am I willing to take? Right. I think everyone's willing to jump a little farther. And that's why, you know, it's kind of an interesting movie because mm -hmm. it's to the palate on how you respond true you know? and i think there's gonna it, you know it's also one of those movies that you don't have to watch and have get anything from it all at all 
you can just watch and be like, these guys are funny. This is entertaining. You right. know, it's kind of a funny story. You know, I can see the, the sarcasm here. Okay, great. You know, and, and have take nothing from the theater at all, just the fact that you mm. had a good time watching the movie. And I wanted to make sure that still happened, you know, when when that when it happens. So um I think we did toe the line pretty well, you know, of substance and I think so. entertainment. And I think that that will result in us getting bigger and bigger releases. You know, I'm hoping, you know, like that this keeps snowballing and, you know, mm -hmm. people watch it. And, you know, probably by the time people are listening to this, you know, it might be already released. So I think like, maybe, I might do it know. the day before. We'll see. We'll <laughs> okay, see cool. where I'm at with the but schedule. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's going to I'm excited for mm -hmm. what it's capable of. You know, I think it's a very important piece. I'm going to do whatever I can to get in front of as many eyeballs as humanly possible because i do believe in it and um like i said it's you know it's part of a big picture you mm -hmm. know of a multi making more and more movies and mm -hmm. making this a thing that we can do over and over and maybe take less than five years to do uh, well, i mean <laughs> uh, you know so like uh, it's a, it's it's an exciting time and it's it's a good good next step uh in in all of our filming filming careers hopefully absolutely mm -hmm. totally down do you have a do you have something in the works to follow this up or like yeah. what, what's the future looking like we do we have, i think we have a movie we're gonna we we have um we have a movie likely being shot in April, nice. May here. Okay. Uh, we have a couple of music videos in the meantime, which is awesome. So we got to shoot this month. We got it, and then uh, we also have a, another short, short, uh, short horror. I guess it's a Christmas horror movie. Nice. That we're gonna shoot as well. Okay. So a couple of little movies between now and the summer, and then hopefully we can book a little something a little bigger. Nice. You know, f for the summer, because this will be another kind of John. The next movie will be kind of the same kind of. Sounds like maybe like a little bit more, but like, you know, not that much more. Okay. And so it's like, well, we'll cl we climb the rungs. As long as we keep yep. making bigger and bigger movies, we'll, 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 we're going in the right direction. For sure. Um, but, you know, it, it, we're, we're probably going to have to make one more movie. And then, well, maybe not. You know, like, I mean, th there's a lot of ways this could go, right? There's, sure. It, it, that's why we won't need this to get out there mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, start circulating it and reviewing it. And, right. Uh, you know, hopefully getting uh, a lot of people to see it. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Can we talk for a little bit about the electric religious trio of music videos from, from the past year? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think, uh, cause that, I guess my experience with those was like, you know, they were, they were what they were. The budget was, was pretty micro, but you, you did well. That's why when I saw John, I was like, holy hell. Like when you give this guy a budget and you give this guy a team, it's like, he's capable <laughs> of some shit, but I don't mean to take away from those music videos, but, um, I guess, do you see those music videos as a way to sort of stay fresh, stay sharp in your skill sets? 100%, right? Yeah. You know, I, the thing is, like, I you know, I definitely don't want to make a, necessarily a smaller, mm -hmm. you know, feature. We've already made this right. one, you know. We've made this one, you know, the budget was, right. let's go forward, right? So I, that means I'm going to have to wait a little bit, you know, because it's obviously not released. So I, I can't direct another feature or, you know, the feature that I want to really right. make uh, until it's released, right? So it, I kind of felt a good supplement to that. It's like, okay, let's, I don't really want to make short films, you know, but I, I can make music videos. Hmm. And so collaborating with, you know, Brandon and Electro Religious was a great yeah. kind of stay fresh workshop, you know, mm -hmm. helping me get better <laughs> as a director, you know, trying things, getting experimental, you know, get, you know, Brandon really gave me a lot of creative freedom, yeah. you know, to go play around on those videos. And, you know, doing it in kind of a pandemic atmosphere, you know, yeah. like you had to be a little bit creative, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was a good way to kind of keep going, keep making things, mm -hmm. you know, um, keep meeting, you know, new crew, new actors, yep. you know, building our team a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, 
so that we're ready, you know, when the time comes. You know, we haven't just we don't just we didn't just sit around for five years while I, <laughs> we waited for this movie to get finished, right? Yeah. You know, like we got better, we mm -hmm. improved, you know, in every. That's the thing. I'm a way better filmmaker now than I was when I made John three sixteen. You know, mm. I have I really have three more years of experience, four more years of experience, plus everything I now know about post production at right. that size, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm a way better filmmaker than I was then. And you almost wonder what it would look like if I made John <laughs> now. You right. know, it's a, not the like like there's still some things that I wish, you know, could have been a little bit better than John. It's just budget, right? You know, yeah. it's just kinda how it was. But, you know, I, I think that it, it's uh I, I think that we've gotten better. I mm -hmm. think this was the key. We got to keep going forward. You know, I, I do a lot of producing too, mm -hmm. but if I would have let the directing bone, you know, totally seize up, I, <laughs> I would have been pretty mad at myself. To, yeah. I wouldn't have been ready for the next one. You know, I wouldn't have been mm -hmm. ready to go. And I think I'm a lot more prepared after working with those guys and, and now working with Olivia, you know, as yeah. well, you know, nice. and to work with her as well. So, you know, maybe music videos is just something we keep sprinkling in and keep doing and, and making mm -hmm. with people. And um, we, I have a lot of fun making them, you know, and I, cause like, you know, just the subject matter can be, as, as out there as you want it's totally. a music video right it can be yeah. happening in a, in a different planet you know <laughs> totally. you don't have to explain because the contact doesn't matter because it's just a music video right. you know and then people are also going to see it you know people are there for the music mm -hmm. and when the music is it's always so good that's the thing is like the best thing about those tracks is the music's also good good tunes yeah. great tunes that we want to listen to mm -hmm. so they're going to get you know your video is going to get seen you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. platforms so I'm excited for more collaborations mm -hmm. um, with artists you know especially in Alberta and Can Canada in general you know, awesome just um, I know we have a couple of music videos, you know, uh, in LA that we're, you know, trying, we're lining up, you know, nice. just waiting until like, like there's good proper traveling conditions, sure, sure. But, you know, I know we're going to get to do some down there, which will be fun. Um, you know, but uh, you know, I definitely want to keep doing stuff in Canada and I want to, you know, I go, we can travel all over the place to make stuff. Mm -hmm. We can, we have, I have crews, you know, in Vancouver and mm -hmm. Edmonton and Calgary and Winnipeg and Toronto, you know, I can, I can get a crew anywhere. So I, I really just, I think that's something that kind of keeps you going in between yeah. features, you know, even though features are the goal, you know, let, let's supplement that with, with these music videos just so, you know, that everyone's, everyone's eaten, you know, cause you have a crew to feed, you know, otherwise, you <laughs> know, all true. these like Edmonton guys, if you don't, you know, get them, keep them working, they're going to leave. They're going to move on. Like, yeah. Pat, you're going to leave. You know? They're going to go shoot yeah, news go for shoot a month and go, ah. Yeah. So like, you know, there's, there's a certain, you know, trying to, there's there's not a ton of mouths to feed in Edmonton, fortunately. You know, there's like the t like there's talented people here, mm -hmm. but you got to know them to a certain extent, and that's why sure. that's that's what helps here too. Is you know, kind of getting to meet some of the new people who are in the scene and the talented people that I had worked with before, mm -hmm. and even like, making our network even even stronger, right? So, um, yeah, no, I'm very very thankful for the support network in Edmonton, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, got to keep trying to help getting them working keeping them working Keep, right? keeping them working yeah. yeah and keeping them creatively fulfilled too yeah. right like yeah things that they like things that mm -hmm. they like look back they watch and they're like i enjoyed you know mm -hmm. wow, that was you know hope, hopefully it's like i enjoyed working on that and you know i enjoyed what i see you know i'm proud to show people you know that mm -hmm. i worked on this that's part of why they work in film you know people yes. work in film is to show them it's like hey let's look at this cool thing that i worked on you know whether you know like i i was doing stuff you know where it's PPAing, you know, in Vancouver, you know, mm -hmm. and I would just be like, yeah, oh, this cool thing that I worked on, you know, right. like, even though I didn't really have anything creative to do with it, you know, it's still something I think that people in the industry really like to do. So, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's important, you know, for, for con, for when you control the content, you know, mm -hmm. and you, you're in control of the content to, to, to think about your audience and what they're going to want. Yeah. And I think that's a very important part of style. Part of my filmmaking is, you know, thinking about the audience, you mm -hmm. know, um, 
as much as, you know, giving them things that I think are meaningful. So, interesting. Yeah. That is interesting about your style that you, you're, you're like, although with John, you asked some huge philosophical questions. You did, you still did it in a way where like it was palatable. The mm-hmm. movie was watchable. Right. You know, you had the eye candy you had, it looked great. It, technically it was fine. Um, and also the information, and this is your other thing, right? Is like getting that information out quickly in the scene and moving on from the scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like just letting the scene give you that. So, but, and you say that's an extension of your personality. Yeah. To a certain extent, like, it's <laughs> like, I don't want you to get bored. Cause I, I get, mm-hmm. I get bored, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I'd be watching and it's like, and what, and part of the part of editing is right. You know, it's like, what, how much do I be watching it over and over and being like, how much can I live with? You know, right. like how much right. do they need to hear? Mm-hmm. How much can get trimmed? What do they not need to know? It's half of what what's not. Movie is almost what's not in the movie is just as important as it's not it, what is in the movie. Hmm. What you take out, right? Know, what do you decide like after you've had enough watches? You know what still stands, and you know that's why I sure. think it's a movie that people can watch, will be able to watch multiple times. Yeah, because I've watched it <laughs> so many times, like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of times, and I can still watch it. Really, and, eh? and, and still be like, yeah, I still enjoy watching that. You know, it's like, <laughs> and that's that's kind of where I'm like. I've tested it almost <laughs> myself over, you know, the stretch of five years at different stages, you know, sure. but it's all about being honest with yourself and being like, I can live with that. I can't live with that. And, you know, mm-hmm. taking the time to just make sure those decisions are well made and tested and, and talked about mm-hmm. and just brought up in the open. Cause you know, I see the movie differently than, you I, know, I see life differently than everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that we're hitting the most pallets as humanly possible. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the most uh, keeps the audience as big as, big as possible right because you're getting you know um a wider array of people mm-hmm. and then your message goes farther right i guess is the theory behind sure that. You sure know, the I more like palatable for the audience the wider your audience is the more you can give them you know the, the more you know the voice the voice is a little louder and what you say becomes a little more important and i think that that's you know something that i value and hopefully i can do good with right right on yeah that's fascinating man i never because I often shit on those Marvel superhero movies, but like they make a lot of movies because a lot of people go see them. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is truly something for everyone there, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so you like to bring a little bit of that yourself. You're saying like appeal to as many people as possible. Hundred percent. And it's like that's another reason why John kind of has a. It almost looks like it has a couple different genres sneaked in there. Mm. You know, like there's a few little thriller scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, come with a lot of comedy, a little bit of sadness. You know, drama, a little bit of thriller, right? You know, mm-hmm. like. It's just it's it's got a little of everything for everyone, hmm. you know. And I just everything feels different. Every scene feels different. All the characters feel different, you know. And that's yeah. the thing is like, and and just kind of, yeah, widens you know the appeal of everything. Widens the appeal. Well, and it does do that, but it, you did it in a in a pretty seamless way. Like, I get when there's you know again we won't overdo we don't want to <laughs> give too much away, but there's that there's a little movement in the middle of John where it's suddenly it's like. A suspense movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, great shot of the moon, by the way, in there, that little <laughs> interstitial. Did you guys shoot that? Or was that yes. a. Yeah? Yes. And like, well, okay. With a telescope? Because the detail was just like. This was something we. Yes. Okay. So it ended up being an insert we got after. And it is. Yeah. We shot it on a. It was shot on an FS 
uh, FS5 okay. with one of those wild TV lenses at the time. Really? Do you remember? I don't, you know, work, you worked a couple of those. <laughs> I never saw the gear. TV, but I don't know if you got, you know, I don't know if you ever got to see the gear. Yeah, you, you had your own, so it didn't matter. Uh, but while we were working there, I was using some of that stuff. Uh, and we shot that. And it's actually, it's like, a, we end up pulling, because like, you know, the moon moves, right? Right. So it's like, we couldn't quite, I didn't like the movement, and so I ended up just pulling the still frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so still. it's just like, it's, ah, it's it, okay. but it works, right? That's the thing, it's quick. It's about the sound, you know? Yeah, it's about the wolf, the wolf howl, howl yeah. you know? Connects the scene, it brings you in. It's like, mm-hmm. it all of a sudden sets this different mood, too, where yeah. it's like, we'll talk, you know, like, things are getting a little tense in there, but like, things are fine. But mm-hmm. definitely a transition in a real short amount of time, because like, like, it kind of had to happen quick. You yeah, know, and that's yeah. like we kind of had to be like, okay, we have to get to the next scene too. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't like necessarily huge, hugeness, unnecessary establishing, you know, setups mm-hmm. that you know can be established with you know a frame from you know, of the moon, you know, <laughs> and, a, and a couple little sound ups. Yeah, exactly, right, and a and a wolf, you know, how yeah. wolf howl. So, I, I, that's yeah, I think that's a part of my personality that I I think that. I want things to happen faster, you mm-hmm. know, and happen fast and get to the next thing, get to the next thing, get to the next thing. And I, I like to give my audience credit, credit, you know, right. like give them credit for being smart because they are, you know, your audience <laughs> is getting it. They're processing it all. Right. How they're processing it is different, you know, different from person to person. So you don't want to go like too fast, but you also don't want to go too slow because like people like me will be way past it you know right. like, i got that already i got that already I right. got that already. you know i'd rather be having them go back and having to pick things out you know it's like oh i remember that you know i remember that i remember that having them to keep up a little bit mm. you know mm-hmm. uh you know as opposed to being feeling like they're way ahead of everything you know that's one thing about john is I, this movie is like it's, it's unpredictable some things that happen like you're like wow i did not see that kind of you know like that yes for happens. sure like yeah like, it's definitely some things that you're like i think yeah you think you got things some some guy character pegged and something happens you know right or you think you got this pegged and then something else happens and there's a lot of twists and i think that it's a movie that you don't you, you you'll you'll stay on the edge of your seat you know the whole time kind of thing that's for sure. That's for sure. For a movie that's not necessarily supposed to be, you know, that fast-paced. It's a drama. You know, dramedy is like I think is what I like. I okay. Like to call it it's a dramedy, okay. really. That you know plays fast. Yeah. It does play fast for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, final runtime was like an hour forty something. Yeah, yeah. It's about a hundred and four minutes. Okay. Run, run nice. Head to tail. Well. People, you got to see this movie. I'm telling you, you gotta, <laughs> go see this thing. Um, and again, iTunes, Amazon. Yeah, that's yeah. Octane TV, uh, and there's like there's a couple other sprinkled in. I'll make sure that uh, they're all over the socials, and mm-hmm. anybody who wants to that all the platforms are on there that 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 uh, are. Um, you know possibilities so mm-hmm. i'll have that list coming in the next couple of days and it, as as things at, get added to that i'll keep people informed yeah so if you if you want to follow john 316 on instagram or twitter or mm-hmm. facebook uh we'll make sure to keep you guys updated on you know the expansion of things so if you're looking listening to this in another country you know we can we can definitely let you know when it's mm-hmm. coming to you because i'll we'll try and we'll, we'll try and get it there we're working with a company called high octane mm-hmm. um uh, high octane pictures um and uh you know we're we're working hard to try and try and spread it so, beautiful yeah should we let's say a word about high octane maybe how did you get in touch with those guys well they were initially talking to well, we were talking about i think it was it was darker than night we were talking about and then like i just thought <laughs> okay. really like you know it's like i got this movie too you know or whatever and like you know you know mm-hmm. They kind of we kind of shifted the conversation to John, and oh. then we kind of ran with it and found nice. their you know their company their LA company you know 
Um, kind of one of those companies that's like not too, yeah, they're like they're definitely uh, not too too big where they don't have time for us. You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those movies, right? Where, they, but they're also not too small where like they can't do anything for us either. So I think we got a good partnership with those guys over there, and uh, I know that Mark and that team mm-hmm. are, are working hard to get us, uh, you know, the most eyeballs as humanly possible because they got they got the the contacts. So um, it was kind of interesting, and you know, hopefully we can kind of keep building you know rapport with these guys, and more mm-hmm. and more movies get made, and you know, it becomes a really good partnership. It'd so, be awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's always good to connect. You know, Albertans to I think the you know scene in LA as well. Yeah. Too. So anything we can do to connect down there and you know at least be able to be like, hey, you know, you know, bring productions this way. You know, mm-hmm. like let's start connect- making that connection because it's something we can do. You know, that's where my background is. You know, I went to school down in LA. Right. And lived in LA for a long time. You know, worked mm-hmm. in LA for a long time. And you know, something that you know I could help. I, I could. There could be a brokerage that could definitely happen at some point between the two areas. And I think it's good to start. You know, with this. So cool, man. Yeah. So hopefully, they're. Uh, yeah, we keep working with those guys for a while. I hope so too. No. Now I understand that LA is kind of. It's not the city it was five years ago, just as far as how the pandemic has, has changed the social situation down there. Have you, when was the last time you were down there? Well, I, I've been, I guess it would have been, I, I went down there five years ago. Okay. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, it, it's true. Like things have slowed down a little bit in LA, mm-hmm. I, I believe. And it's like, it's a lot of it is because, you know, the Canadian dollar, you mm-hmm. know, and this, this, the tax systems that the Canadian governments have put in place, the individual governments, um, provincial mm-hmm. and i know like vancouver's soaking up a ton of that you know a lot of people are shooting a lot in vancouver a lot in toronto a lot of winnipeg you know calgary mm. all over the place right so mm. like all these canadian cities are are, are, are making things and taking you know i i, I don't know I don't know if I would want to shoot in LA necessarily, right? right. You know, why would you shoot in LA when you have all these advantages right. up here? You know, mm-hmm. like, and that American money goes so far here. You know, why would why would you shoot in LA? <laughs> you know, to a certain extent, like, why when yeah. you could, you know, get you know you're gonna get just you're, you're shooting for. You know, something like in our case, you know, maybe like a tenth. Like, of, mm-hmm. I, if I shot John three sixteen in LA, I would I'd need millions of dollars. I would need millions. Of Truly, dollars, you know, yeah. like, and I couldn't, I couldn't have done it. It wouldn't have been. This movie probably is not doable if I just shoot it anywhere else. And so, like, I think there's a lot of sense to shoot in Canada and mm-hmm. making things here and staying here and trying to keep the talent here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, why, yeah, why go anywhere else right now? So, and I think LA is starting to realize that. And mm. if there wasn't so much talent there, you <laughs> know, maybe they wouldn't shoot anything there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I don't know, not. Maybe, uh, you know. Yeah, no, there is. It yeah. seems like there's a shift in the states away from those centers into other states. I don't know a ton about it, but like Florida, Texas are getting mm-hmm. this, like, yeah, you know, Georgia and stuff, yeah. For sure, um, yeah. So, you, like you say, there's some projects on the horizon. There's a, a a big moment this week with with your movie going wide. I guess uh, be outside of the filmmaking is what's kind of keeping you going. Like the baseball was a, a success, also, right? <laughs> yeah, baseball. There's a lot of baseball still. Nice. It's like uh, we're pl- still playing a pretty high level of baseball. At, nice. Uh, with the Edmonton Cubs and you know, yeah, we won provincials. So we're yet to go to nationals this year. So nice. we're slowly kind of getting ready for that, which that's going to be fun. We're going to Nova Scotia. So that'll, oh, that'll, that'll be a party. Be time. <laughs> <laughs> When's that going to be? I guess it's August. Oh, August okay. Summer, so cool. Yeah. Well, uh, it'll definitely be a nice little way to end the summer this year, but yeah, it keeps me, keeps me active, keeps me going, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, playing that level ball with those guys is a great team, great mm-hmm. guys. So, um, 
definitely enjoyed the brotherhood and stuff that that that, that goes along with that and you know they're very supportive of the movie stuff i know they'll they'll all watch the movie they well, a couple of guys will review the movie and nice stuff for me so all right on. i know the guys got my back so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a fun thing to keep doing that's cool man yeah. do you guys play at at uh remax field yes yeah that's pretty remax. cool that's right Frost. yeah so we yeah it was a good uh it's great to keep that like have good uses for that ballpark. Yes. It's a beautiful ballpark. It's amazing, you know, amazing place. I, you know, I watched games growing up as a kid there, totally. you know, watching the Trappers. Yes. Watching the Cracker Cats and all those <laughs> other guys, other teams that rolled through. So yeah. to kind of be the next, like, be a team that gets to play, you know, their home games out of there. It's kind of a fun thing for us. And, mm-hmm. You know, you know, I know that uh, we're gonna share it with the Riverhawks and stuff. The okay. Riverhawks are kind of coming in for right. Uh, with uh, Randy Gregg's squad, which will be cool. They're, what uh, league is that? Team. I guess it's the West Coast Baseball League. West Coast. So it's kind of, okay. it's like colli- it's collegiate again. So it's another collegiate league like the prospects, prospects. but it's a little different. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives fans another option. I know that the I know that the prospects are doing a mm-hmm. they're doing a new stadium out in Spruce Grove. So they're getting they're going to mm-hmm. be set up just fine. They might even have a cooler setup. I've seen <laughs> some of the pictures they got going on. Up right, there. right. Um, but um, for Randy to come in and you know kind of shape up you know I, I a, kind of a that. tough area, yeah. you know, like that that the area. Of remax field you know it's like mm-hmm. it, it's it's a beautiful thing if you keep it keep it nice you know yep. if somebody comes in and c- takes care of it and mm-hmm. he kind of has he's kind of i think he's a good guy to come in and there and take care of that so totally um i like what he's doing with the river hawks i think that team's going to be fun to watch and we're gonna play a couple games against them and stuff oh, really? as well so it'll be that'll be fun as well so, cool to take those guys on a bit so a little intercity rivalry maybe yeah right that'd be good <laughs> that'd be good have one inner city rival right have you ever jacked one out of the park there? Have you ever hit? No, that place is, yeah. Like, well, I think that at, at Dead Center, I think there's only been like two or three people that have hit it over that green monster. Like, really? In Zetterfield. Field. And maybe, okay. I, think it's, I think there's two, I th- from what I hear, it's two or, I think it's three. I think there was a Dominican guy who hit it. A couple, like, came in from, like, the World Baseball Class. Okay. There, there, there's, just, there's some rumors that it happened. Although, it, it doesn't seem very possible. It's like 420 and the wall's like, yeah, it's eight, huge, like eh? 60 feet high. It's, it's <laughs> like, I don't know. It, it, yeah. Nobody's hitting out to that park, but I, no. I, I, I haven't hit out that ballpark. It's, it's tough on righties. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it's 340 with a 30 foot wall. It's, yeah. Not for me. I can't quite get it. <laughs> we got guys who can. We got yeah. guys who hit it off, who can hit it off the scoreboard, no problem. But that's cool. Um, yeah. The, I got different roles. I got yeah. a different role. <laughs> <laughs> you ever think about a baseball movie, making a baseball movie? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think I'd, be, I think I'd make a great sports movie. I think that, like, I think, I, I think I know a lot about sports. I think, I would be a great fit for for some for for mm. my specific skills making a movie yep. with sports or or but you know it's definitely got to be a movie that's not just like about baseball you know it's a sure. movie that's like you know it's about something else but just obviously feature baseball right you know kind of like you know like how Moneyball was like mm-hmm. not necessarily about it's like a base yeah it's about baseball but it's really about you know changing how people think and you know how you know mm-hmm. change is good you know that kind of thing sure. when you boil it down it's not just like mm-hmm. oh you know guy break kid little brick kid breaks his arm and you know right. he throws really hard you know or right. whatever it's not like a, I, I don't think i'd make like a classic like maybe a ba- like a like a baseball hulk movie necessarily mm-hmm. i'd make a movie that everybody can watch sure. you know and it just so happens that it was involved baseball or hockey or gotcha. sports you know that i like played because sports were a big part of my life you know for a long time uh-huh. so and still are you know yeah. a big part of my life so you know kind of getting to combine the two worlds i think would be a lot of fun you know, and um, something that I would be very open to. So <laughs> right on. Well, you made you you made this point earlier too, but the way John is like, there's a message in like a perhaps the biggest question you can have, but it's it's wrapped in this very nice palatable uh, dramedy, as you call it. That maybe and maybe so maybe sports could be fertile ground for for whatever those big questions are. You oh, know, totally. Yeah, like I, I've had kind of thoughts. It's like you know the the 
parent hockey mom hockey dad oh. you know relationship with their mm -hmm. kids a really interesting relationship you know i think that there's a really cool story i think in there somewhere that i've been developing a little bit mm. um i think that like there would be an interesting story about i think you know texas football you know kind of mm -hmm. as well or something like along those lines or um uh, just different sports you mm -hmm. know that have you know you know, a lot of heart in them, you know, mm -hmm. where you can kind of, there's not, there's more at work, you know, right. in a lot of these sports than just yeah. sports, right? You know, like everyone, you know, comes to a, you know, high school game. I like, especially high school sports. I think I really like high school sports because especially at that time, you're really trying to figure yourself out a little bit, right? you know? And so there's a lot of like emotional things happening, mm -hmm. you know, within kids and, and stuff. And they work it out through sports, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and like, like I know that there, I think, I think there's a really cool, movie in, in in that you know a high school sport you know where they grow together as brothers you know that kind of thing yeah, you know, yeah. there's a lot of like brotherhoods in there as well you know also against like you know antagonization you know like sure. bullying you know it's another big thing that happens in high school yep. sports you know like <laughs> you know you, you watch a lot of high school sports you know you're growing up playing high school sports you're like or just any sports mm -hmm. in, in general growing up you know, there's that level of bullying totally you know, that's that you know happens you know that doesn't necessarily have to necessarily come out but i know they, like things are changing and stuff but i think right. that there's a lot of really interesting subject matter that i think could bring light on things that mm. are powerful and important and we could do it in a way where it's like oh you know i just like hockey yay you know go hockey like i was a <laughs> hockey movie great you know right but, but also, also you know you learn you know this kid this how this kid grows and how things have you know how do you need to approach a kid like this and maybe mm -hmm. You know, talk to a hockey father, you know, make a movie that you're like trying to talk to a guy be like, hey, you know, your your kid doesn't have to make, you know, the NHL, you know, right. like he's going to survive just just to find, you know, don't ruin your relationship with your kid, mm. you know, over, you know, this, you right. know, because it's not up to him anyway, <laughs> you know, right. kind of thing, right? <laughs> so like, I think that like, I've, I've definitely thought of, you know, sports stories and, you know, baseball stories and stuff like that to, 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 to try and play with. Um, and I hope that I do get a chance to, to yeah. something like that. Cause I think it'd be right at my wheelhouse. <laughs> it totally would be man. And like, like sports, the action of a sport is like such a cinematic, it could be such a cinematic thing with the motion lights, however you want it. Like you could maybe mm -hmm. do some real inventive, you know, work with the cinematographer who's got oh. some, some ideas. Like, like how they shot miracle, right? Sure. Like it was a beautiful, like a lot of spite spotlight, you know, mm -hmm. kind of intimate, you know, like you can make that ice as character too, you know, how yeah. you kind of like illuminate the ice and it's just beautiful, you know, it could be really cinematic, mm -hmm. you know, if we do it in, in the right way. So yeah, sports are like that. They're set up for slow motion. I love slow motion yep. and ramping and all that <laughs> fun stuff. So playing with frame rates and, and shutter speeds and stuff. So, um, yeah, like it's uh, definitely something that yeah I would try and do at some point. Right on. There's that scene in John where they where the they all go out for pizza or whatever. Mm -hmm. They go into town. And it's in slow mo, and I could just hear you asking, "Can we do this at sixty? Can we do this? <laughs> can we do this at one twenty? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, go slower, 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 slower. Like, can you go slower? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's a powerful tool, right? And uh, you just, it's not well, about. It it's, that's the thing. Like you don't want to do it all the time. It's all about knowing when to use it. Right. You know, it's like pay attention to this. You know, this is you know this is mm -hmm. funny. You know, and amplifying certain things that you yeah. want them to see. Right. So, yeah. Well, you often hear like the cinematic image, like there's this obsession with whatever that means. But to me, it means like whatever choice you make has to serve the story, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so slow-mo for you brings what? Some extra drama? Some kind of, it stretches. I think it stimulates your eyes to a mm. certain extent, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's different than what you're used to seeing, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, so you, your mind takes note of it right away. You're like, oh, something's different, you know? Right. Oh, this is why it's different. Uh-huh, that's mm -hmm. funny. Or... Oh, that's beautiful. Or, oh, 
Yeah, you, you know, mm. it, it kind of clicks something. It clicks something on your brain when you start changing the frame rate. Right. You know, um, and it's a tool that you know if if you do it and there's nothing to click to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like then it's you know like unmotivated camera movement. You know, it, that's something that your viewers like okay something clicks on it's like i supposed to be paying that's that's something's different what should i be paying attention to mm-hmm. and then you don't get anything and they move to the next shot then it was almost an, an unimpactful shot you want all your shots to have impact you know yeah, re- you want everything totally. that's in there to be in there for a reason mm-hmm. right and if it doesn't have you know any kind of intention you know right. sometimes you got to be careful you know about using it but totally um I think that we did a good job, you know, using it at the appropriate moments. You know? Cool. Yeah, especially like when, like, well, one like one example is when Grayson has his experience. When Grayson, he's the guy who's the smoker, the smoker, the smoker yeah. guy, and see so when he has his, it's like he ends up having like a religious experience, right? And he's kind of shot from two different ways, right? It's like mm-hmm. from what everyone else is seeing and what Grayson's seeing. Grayson's like right. it's happening in slow motion. Everyone else is happening at hyperspeed, you know? Like, right. And you're, and Grayson's like. You know, if you would have experienced what Grayson was experienced, if they would have experienced it in slow motion like he did, mm-hmm. maybe he, they would believe what he does after. You know, like there's a big divide. Grayson ends sure. up being a really important character because yes. of that, what he believes about that situation. And, hmm. Hmm. you know, that's shot. We, we decided to make sure that that was all shot specifically slow motion. But not only that, we wanted to make sure that the shot of John was really, really clean and crisp and beautiful and like mm-hmm. almost like. You know, right. like, and the shot of him was really, really nasty and kind of jerky and handheld and nasty, um, you know, as well. And so, like, just two different kind of contrasts mm-hmm. of shooting styles to establish this moment. Actually, three different, pardon me, three different, you sure. know, all used kind of interconnectedly, right? Mm. It's all about, you know, the intention of the movement that's important. Because um, once it changes, your brain does, it's like something's changed, I should be right. paying attention. And you want them to keep grabbing onto bists. You know, they, they keep thinking, like, you know, it's like, oh, there's that, I got that tidbit, I got that tidbit, yes. I got that tidbit. Mm-hmm. And it, when, if your audience is doing that, you know, they're they're getting tidbits, you know, they'll, they'll keep with you, right? They'll keep with <laughs> your story and they'll listen to the end, right? You know? Totally. <laughs> so keep feeding your, feed your audience, right? Feed, you know, keep feed feeding the them tidbits. <laughs> That's really neat to mix, to mix frame rates and, and, camera you know shooting style within a scene within mm-hmm. like you're cutting between slow-mo shut fast right. shutter like, like chase would always chase did ask me a lot he's like why do you want to shoot slow motion some of the time you know it's like <laughs> and i'm like it's like because this moment is important you know mm-hmm. like i want this to feel that this is different you know something mm-hmm. happens here you know john's just about showed up we gotta go you know let's go slow you know like this right. can't be just a normal moment like there's gonna be a special moment right. you know and like uh, the, the other thing chase always like was like he's like you want you go you're always you're not shooting very wide very much. You're always so, so tight. Mm. And the other thing, the reason to do that is like I just didn't have very. Sometimes you just don't have very much. Right, <laughs> you don't want to show. And I also don't want to go too far out, you know, because like going out brings your audience out. You know, mm. like the more you're in it, the more you know, the less you're cutting the wide shots. You know, out here, you know, totally. You know, unless something else interesting is going on, you know, it kind of it slows down your pace. And I'm all about pace. <laughs> so, all about, yeah, all yeah about pace. totally. And so, yeah, it was kind of it's 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 all tools in a toolbox, and yep. if you use them intentionally, you know, you can achieve really cool things. That's why movie watching can be such a, uh, you know, int- uh, engrossing experience because there's so many different ways that you, as the filmmaker, can throw those tidbits out there that I can try and catch. Like I don't know, I went and saw the last Clint Eastwood movie, uh, Cry Macho. And right after we did a podcast talking about it, and you're just in your mind, you're like, how many cues was he giving? You know, like, how did he light it? How did he shoot it? What did he say? You know? Right. It's, yeah. 
It's an endless medium. Isn't that just it, right? Like, there's a million different interpretations, mm-hmm. you know, so many different ways. Like, like in John, I wanted to make sure that every scene did feel a little different. You know, mm-hmm. something was different. You know, shot from a different angle, like a creative angle, or mm-hmm. shot with a unique something. You know, something was different. But, you know, like like you said, it's infinite medium that you can do mm-hmm. anything with. And you're only limited by, like, what you can think of. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe the gear you have and the stuff you have with you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're always you know trying to to push the boundaries and and learn new things and get better you know your toolbox only gets more full and Hmm. you you know you can you can say more things yes it's really what it is it's a language you get to understand the more you understand the language of Mm -hmm. what you're trying to say and what you're trying to get across and how you do that you know it's like learning words you know totally it is now now i know what the audience you know my like that's what speaking is you know it's it's mm-hmm. projectionist to audience, right? right? And uh, the more words you know, the uh, the, the more <laughs> linguistic you are going to be. <laughs> to- totally that, man. And you said something. It was funny when you were here last year for doing this show. You said like one percent of your audience is filmmakers or something. Yeah, and, that's what's going to end up being, right? You got to yeah. remember that yeah. as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. What yeah, does yeah, that sometimes do? it's tough because like your cr- harshest critics are going to be film film people, right? And like there's not uh, you should be listening to those, but you also should right. remember they're not going to catch everything that that like you got to know where the bound that line is of mm-hmm. distraction to you know whatever, um, but. Um, you know, just because a film person didn't like that that one specific thing doesn't you mean that the audience isn't gonna like not gonna enjoy it any less. You know, because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about you know the cinematography or not necessarily about the right. sound. Or it's not about these things. As long as those things are distracting from right. what's happening in the story, and the tidbits that were given out, mm-hmm. you know, they're just gonna keep getting tidbits. You know, and and not they're not gonna <laughs> necessarily worry that like you know the light was a you know like a little right. like there's a little like. You just have to sometimes know when enough's enough out there too. You know, That's every shot true. you can set up every shot and try and shoot for product for perfection every time. Mm-hmm. But you're just gonna slow down and ninety nine percent of a movie is not a movie. You know, you have to have a hundred percent of the movie. So that means you have to <laughs> sometimes take some things that you're not like, oh, okay, this is it's good enough, you know. Right. This isn't not what's important, you know, this is what's important. Mm-hmm. So spend time on that. And so you pick your battles a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, on set. And battles, <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes you you know, um, more important things take precedence and mm-hmm. you just have to know when that's a right thing to do. Right. right. And that's why when you see a movie that, that really moves you where they got it all right, you really have to just bow down to like, obviously they have the money or whatever, but like just the will and drive of the crew and the director to just get it mm-hmm. perfectly or close to perfectly is, it's almost a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. All right. Exactly. It's a lot. Of, it's a conducting, right? You know, yeah. and that's the thing. It's also not contr- You know, the role of the director is not necessarily the controller either. You know, mm. like I don't I'm not telling these people like do all these things because mm-hmm. it has to look at like this one way. There's a lot of ways right. it could come out. You know, I like to take a lot of their uses of creativity and you know filter it, right? Mm. You know, be like, okay, you know, I like, ooh, I like that. You know, I don't like that. You know, like little. little control what's happening but mm-hmm. like or, um, like kind of uh, mold what's happening but you don't necessarily have to force it into one way like oh it has to look like this it can mm-hmm. still look good in other ways and being open to those other ways will help you you know shoot you know economically you know right mm-hmm. you know it's not always about exactly how i envisioned it if it still works at the end you mm-hmm. know it doesn't matter how how i envision at the end this is how mm-hmm. it is now let's work with that and let's start molding that and working with it in, in the editing room right right and changing our plans because once it becomes footage it's a whole new story. The script to the story, truly, to it the is. End product is different, and it's all about knowing, you know, where to cut corners a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. and when smooth the corners, smooth the corners, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, <laughs> and, and, and when to take a long time to get the shot, right? You know? Interesting. Yeah, you do pick your battles is the right way to say it. It's like, yeah. and truly, like the script is always like the perfect 
scenario and then you get on set and then so many different variables are in play and Mm -hmm. you're right you're not yeah i mean you know better than anyone but but you got to remember like all these things that are happening it's all a bit of a means to an end thing it's like uh, uh, the means justify the end to a certain degree you know you got to know it's like okay this is what the audience is going to see you know we got it you know everything else you know we'll try and make half you know we'll do everything else we can around it um but uh you, you got to remember, it's like it's always just happening. Mm-hmm. You got to shoot for the audience. Always right. shooting for the audience. If you're always doing that, you're always you're kind of filtering it out already. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're shooting it, and you're like, oh, I don't maybe need this. You know, right. maybe the audience doesn't need to hear this. And and being like, okay, let's spend a little bit less time out here and let's go shoot that scene. Mm-hmm. You know, because like when we were out there, we only had like what we shot over 27 days. And okay, that was definitely not enough, right? You know, like yeah. we had to be efficient. We had to, you know, Joel Channon and I really worked hard trying to get this thing scheduled. You know, nice. it was, it spent long lot lot of late nights. You know, trying to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> and just knowing where you can you know your burn list right i think is what i called it is like sure. I, i'll sacrifice this if i have to knowing that beforehand so i don't have to think about it you right. know while we're shooting you know because you, you know the bad things are going to happen on set um, <laughs> you just know but yeah. as long as i know the audience is going to enjoy everything that i put out there you know then that's all we need and and filtering that as you go hmm. and yeah, it was something that, you know, shooting a future film like that, you know, that was something you had to learn the first time. So Absolutely. Uh, you no, know, yeah, it's definitely, it's, uh, it's uh, the more tools you put in your toolbox, you know, that, like I, said, like I said, 99% of a movie is not a movie. So, you know, knowing when to kind of right. cut back a little bit is important in this one. 99% of a movie was is not a movie, meaning you have to get all of it somehow. Yeah, exactly. You have to think of a whole, and it's all about story, right? A complete mm-hmm. story all the way through. If you spend too much time on one thing, you have to lose something that, is going to complete your story mm. this isn't worth it you need to make sure right. that your resources be able to cover a whole hundred percent of a story hmm. if that makes sense no right? that does don't, make don't, sense don't focus on that like one thing too much if it's going to mean you sacrifice something you still need right but you know also knowing when you know like when you can take mm-hmm. a little bit extra time on the things you do need you know like that's the kind of the balance of directing and not necessarily controlling every, like my vision and plastering it onto that camera per se. Right. Yes. No. I, taking what's captured and making the best of it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I always find it so funny. Maybe this doesn't make sense to anybody, but like pre-production and, and writing a script, emails, all this shit that goes into it, and then production, which is just chaos, controlled chaos. It's huge. And then post-production, and finally, you're just left with. You know, it all just distills down to like something you could hold in your hand. Yeah, it's like it's like sculpting, right? Right. You know, I think it's like a big like production again is like cutting a big piece of marble, and mm-hmm. then you just I, I find it therapeutic. I, I do find editing because you know you're just you take your time and you mm. just shave it down and keep shaving it down mm-hmm. until you got something that's pleasing to look at. And <laughs> I do like that. I like both time. You know, like I like both environments you know they're obviously great and fun environments yeah in different 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 reasons in different ways but i'm glad that like one lasts a little bit longer than the other because it's a little bit more peaceful sometimes <laughs> but well the set's exhilarating too and it was a great time and i yeah uh, we had a fun we had a blast you know shooting that movie as well so all great times it comes across that that movie seemed like fun in some <laughs> <laughs> i know the i know the cast you know i know the cast had to be patient with us a lot mm-hmm. you know we we're trying to get things done the indie, indie film crew trying to make yeah. it happen you know in an active hospital and they're like yeah like we have to wait you know a lot of waiting you know oh, and really? so we, okay. we and they had to keep themselves occupied and to be honest they kept you know they kept upbeat and stayed in it and you know did it when they didn't have to, so I appreciate everybody who you know made the most of their time and you know their waiting time while they were waiting to be shot. <laughs> That's pretty wild. How did you manage to get the hospital to let you shoot there? 
Well, they have a wing that wasn't being used. Okay. So there was, once you're, the wings are like separate. They're like, you can't touch, this door you can't go through, this door you can't go through. If you don't do that, mm -hmm. you're okay. Stay within these doors. You could don't, you know, you're pretty much isolated to these two, these rooms and you're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. uh, you're not disrupting anything. There was, like, when we shot in, like, the auditorium, mm -hmm. that was a bit, you know, of a sensitive location, you know, that we mm -hmm. didn't. Uh, like we, it's close to places. So we had to be really make sure it's like, Hey, you know, we have PAs at every door. We have to make right. sure, you know, you know, the hospital really worked really well with us. They were really nice to, to help us, you know, be like, Hey, you know, mm -hmm. you can do this, do, do this. You made it really clear. It's like really clear. I'm like, okay, awesome. And we were able to stay within those boundaries and let you do that. There's no problems. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, staying within the rules and not, and knowing when to like, you know, like we had to like cut a couple days short, you know, mm -hmm. because we're like, you know what, we got to, we're, we, they are going to be using the space in a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? we're going to decide to have a cut point here, you know, and oh, I was, that's okay. where you having your burn list is important, right? It's right. like, what can I lose? You know, if I have to lose it and mm -hmm. then shoot it in an order of importance to it, you know, chronologically, yeah. but also, you know, order of importance, uh, stuff that you would need. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't get too much coverage on something, you know, when you would have too, you know, a little bit of time, you know, maybe <laughs> you need to get things a little bit quicker for sure. Stuff like when you shot at the beach, you know, without, you know, Afton, mm -hmm. you know, character, you know, with, um, with, um, with the Peterborough character. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, I was just really curious. I didn't realize that it was an active hospital. I, for some reason, I thought it was... I guess I didn't know what I thought. Yeah. I <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, that's good. It's... Uh, I wanted to feel like it was kind of out in the out in the no, out middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. too. And so it was nice. It, there was... Like, we, we decided to have... We didn't have to have any active like people in our shots or anything mm -hmm. like that. We were have all, all the outside areas to ourselves when we needed okay. it and stuff. So it was very safe, mm -hmm. you know, as as well being um, you know very authentic. You know, that's the thing. It's it's exactly what it's called for in the movie. Was it? like I think that one thing like, I know Sean, you know, Donnelly, one of the mm -hmm. executive producers in the movie, he was like, you know, it's got to be you know a real hospital, you know, and I think it could like it couldn't just be like a school that we made work. Sure. You know, I don't think it could have been like that. It had to be kind of to make the story work. Kind of, the specific story, it had to be a hospital that's mm -hmm. designed for that and it was the perfect one so their their collaboration was incredibly helpful that's awesome yeah, yeah. well and shout out to joel channon for for keeping you uh for cracking the whip on you guys <laughs> i know it was a tough one man it would have been yeah. hard it was hard you know like the, the production was just tough you know we yeah. don't have a lot of money you know it's like you, you know you're not eating great you know you're not <laughs> getting a lot of sleep your hours are long you know we're, we're doing the best we can you know to mm -hmm. keep everybody you know going but everyone had a great attitude you know and like I, that's the one thing that like ever the team was really well put together like and the team was very cohesive like very like 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 kind of family like yes you know and right um you know like for them to keep going and it's maybe not the less the less than ideal circumstances for mm -hmm. you know a project that we all believed in um you know i i, I owed it to them to, to make sure this movie looked good at the end you know <laughs> totally. I, I to take the time to make sure that the efforts on on that set you mm -hmm. know were worth it so that yeah. you know we can come back next time and have better conditions and sure. do it sure. better you know and that's this thing is as long as we strive to do it better you know that's that's all you know i think we can ask kind of thing right? yeah Let's do it better right so yeah, yeah. I appreciate everybody's attitude and <laughs> hopefully uh when they see it it was all it's all worth it it goes a long way having that having the good attitude but also with the eye to just always progressing that's probably the right way to look at it mm -hmm. um what do you where does that motivation come from for you to to take on a project like this because you couldn't you just as easily i don't know get a desk job or 
or or pursue baseball like why because movie making's it's hard as hell yeah, <laughs> why, yeah, why right? do you do it well I, I i think it's great because like one one reason i like it is you work really really hard you know for a little mm. bit of you know, short amount of time mm. and then you then again like you kind of go in waves in life a little bit and mm-hmm. every day is different you know every shot's different every shoot's different every, mm-hmm. every scene's different every movie's different you know every day you go on a film set it's gonna be different than the one you had before mm. and i love that that's always great and you know i love telling stories i really mm-hmm. like having you know that like uh entertaining people you know mm-hmm. i really like enjoy that um about the medium so it's, it kind of offers the lifestyle that I, I i like i enjoy living you know where i i, I don't know if i could do a nine to five like all all the time like mm-hmm. that that kind of that level of consistency it might not <laughs> might be a little bit above me kind of thing <laughs> but like i can work really really hard for like a small for the for you know whatever the amount of time is as long as there's an end date of some kind right you know right. It's like that's the thing is it could be a five-month movie shoot and i'll be a, i'll be a rocket through the whole thing mm-hmm. you know but i will crash at the end a little bit hard right. you know but <laughs> I, but i'll be I'll, I, I can do it you know i'm capable of a few things you know physically that maybe not of other people an artist can't i guess you know just mm. in terms of how i can push myself okay. you know to, to to work hard and you know i was i think i, I like being an athlete definitely kind of inspired a bit of a work ethic that okay i do think helps me you know in my professional artistic life cool um just to kind of to, to do things you know the, the best that they can be done mm-hmm. you know and, and to work hard for it you know and yeah. to make it happen right and and it's actually an indie film you know if you don't have that you know it's, it's really hard to make anything happen but um it's definitely like the it's that pure creation you know yeah. that start to finish storytelling that i really like you know the, the ability to tell a story to like thousands and thousands of people at the same time you know that's the other thing it's like yeah. everybody likes watching movies you know <laughs> and <laughs> it's true. like if, if, if everyone likes watching movies of some kind for sure you know yeah. it's not a personal life who doesn't so um yeah, it's and it's in the in the relationships you build as you, as you go. It's it's always so mm-hmm. much fun, you know. It's and it's something that we all grow from, you know. We all get better, and you know, we all had our own little artist. It's like a big melting pot. That everyone throws a little something into. Yeah. Like somebody adds a good performance. Somebody worked on the costumes, mm-hmm. you know. Like it's all this big melting pot that we can all be proud. Everyone did a little something that you know mm-hmm. that collaborative effort, you know, that yeah. team effort, right? For you sure, know, it's like team sports, right? You know, that team effort to the ultimate goal of winning. You know, making the production. You're always gonna win. You know, you're always gonna be able to make something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as you're able to explain it all, you're going to be able to have a good movie. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's a cool puzzle to make and sti- very stimulating. That And I, that's something that I really enjoy. Wow. Well, well said. And that's a neat link between athletics and uh, production. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just driving yourself through that. Um, I, I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't at least ask you about your, your cameo in this movie. Is that something you want to <laughs> sure, go yeah, into or yeah. do you want to... Oh, well, yeah. Was yeah. that by choice or by necessity? Well, it ended that? up being by necessity because... I was, it was supposed to be played by a guy named Brett LeMay, okay. uh, who was supposed to play that role. And he was living in Vancouver at the time. And about a month out, he's like, I can't do it. Uh, something come, came up. He can't, couldn't do it. I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I'm like, it's like, it's kind of, it's not a huge role. So it's like, I'm like, oh, going to go cast again, go out and cast again. I'm like, you know, I'll just play it. <laughs> and like Chase can second unit direct when I, when I do the, when I'm in the scene. And so like, yeah, and I had this really like interesting beard as you'll see like, right. at the time. So I'm like, you know, this is kind of cool to be in the movie anyway. Right. I've, I've an entertaining looking character. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm a good fit here. So mm-hmm. I'll be the casting replacement. But it wasn't initially, I, I wasn't necessarily initially, 
you know, doing. Okay. That. And I was like, I enjoy acting. Don't get me wrong. I like mm-hmm. acting. You know, I, I act when I'm, you know, if, you know, it's not necessarily like, like, oh, I got to be acting, you know, mm-hmm. do you have fun? But it's like, I kind of almost use it more as a direct, like a producing directing tool. It's like, mm. I'm the cheapest guy for the job. So I'll, I'll do it for free. <laughs> I'll you know? do it for free. <laughs> so, you know, so I get to kind of use it as a tool. And it also helps me, you know, talk to actors, you know, as a director. Mm. You know, it's hard to be able to know what to tell actors unless you know. If you can, unless you can act, you know, makes you can, sense. You know what to tell yourself, even like what would help you, like what you wish a director would say to you. Hmm. You know, having a few of those experiences is really important. I think like any of the directors that just are cinematographers, you know, that don't have like, you know, you know, like sometimes they they're just like you know just do these things, you know. Like, right. Whereas it, I think it's a the, the the relationship's a little bit different, you know, for you know a director. It's got to be hmm. you got to know what they need to hear, you know, cause it doesn't matter sure. what you, you know, they, yeah, you got to understand what they need to hear, not necessarily what you need to hear, you know, and that's, that's the thing about directing is telling one vision to like hundreds of different people, you mm-hmm. know, and saying it in a way that they all understand and are going to deliver the thing you want them to do. So knowing a bunch of different languages is key. And one of them is acting, right? Right. And trying to make sure you're as well versed in acting and, and giving them the tools, having tools in your own toolbox that you can lend them, you know, <laughs> totally for specific scenes, because you know, those in John, there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, like not necessarily, you know, like actors by, you know, all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like they're, they're like some people are just hobby actors, you know, you have to, right. even them, you have to know what to say to kind of, you know, make sure they, um, they give the performance they want, but everyone's capable of it. You know, you just need to make sure that you say the right thing in their ear sometimes. And, and sometimes not what you don't say, letting them just run with things. Right. You know, if you see something that you're working and you, need to, you don't need to say anything, don't don't fix what's not broken right. as well. So knowing when to speak up and when not to speak up, you know, I, I think it's important that I did have a little bit of background in acting and that I do kind of enjoy it to a certain uh-huh. extent. Yeah. Well, you're a pretty badass character for sure. <laughs> Play like this, like I'm like the most evil guy. Like it's funny. <laughs> totally. I'm like laugh. I'm like when like, Griffin's getting cute, like you know, like I'm like laughing and stuff. Like, yeah, back inside. I don't want to say too much. Again. I keep saying, fair enough, fair saying enough. too much. But. Yeah, no, we won't. We don't want to overdo it because people got to see. Let this movie unfold for yeah. them. I'm not as evil as I play in the in, in the role. Okay, well, that's, that's good. <laughs> Who is your buddy that in the like the your your kind of henchman co-worker there the guy with the mustache oh, that guy Hayden. was, that guy was great yeah he's one of my baseball friends okay he, uh he's uh yeah he did he hadn't acted very much before he okay. uh, like that's not necessarily and i don't think he's done much he's done a couple of little, he, he, i think he's been involved a couple little projects around town now but uh, he hadn't done anything he's like jarvis i really want to i want to act and i'm like i got a role for you man <laughs> it's like want to be a, like the goon in the, the goon yeah, yeah the totally goon. and he had to get and i'm like you gotta grow a mustache though and he's uh, like i got he did. it nice. he did. perfect well, <laughs> he loves very much that. Love so the stuff. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he hated it. So, um, oh, that's great. yeah, it was fun. It was fun to work with him and do that as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and take a little bit of time from the directing chair and go out and help. Totally. A Beautiful, and it's good that you have a guy like Chase you can lean on because you know he yeah, can he right? can it's direct. Like, it's like I know it's like I I can like watch playback and know it's like I can know when the good performance happens. So mm-hmm. like let me like check playback and we'll be good because we actually kind of have some tricky shots, you know, when I, okay. some scenes that I'm in, and uh, you know trust yeah i knew that he was going to be able to accomplish what i was looking for because we've been on on the same page the whole time you right. know, talking and talking communicating the whole time so uh it was a good way to just kind of you know switch chairs for a little bit and keep things fresh <laughs> on set right on well again john 316 go see this movie it's it's amazon it's itunes as of december 7th yeah 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 that's right and there'll be a couple there'll be more platforms again check the socials uh for that list but mm-hmm. uh, if you go on amazon you'll find it for sure so yeah, we'll uh, try and make sure people are uh are informed awesome well jarvis thanks buddy for coming over and uh you know 
talking with me for a good hour and a half. Um, congratulations, man. It's it's huge. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for people to get to check it out. Now, thanks for sticking with us for an hour and a half too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, finish this and then go watch John three sixteen. <laughs> Do it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.